What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's Shout you. out to the Ten Toes Up Gang. And that's you. Shout out to the Nasty Boys. And that's you. Shout out to the everybody in the building here. And that's you. <laughs> Shout out to everybody, man. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle Channel. We hype today. We hype today. <laughs> this is going to be a great show, a fun show, and I'm glad you joined me. And do me a favor, hit the like button as you enter into the stream. And welcome to all the live viewers. Welcome to everybody on the playback. All right, people that watch me on the playback. Quite a few people watch me on the playback. I got a beard here going crazy. All right, you, 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 you can call me crazy. What's going on with this beard here? All right, he going to be chilling the rest of the show. He's just going to be out there like, what's up? All right, anyway. Uh, shout out to the playback gang. A lot of people watch us on the playback gang. The timestamps will be back up there probably six hours after the show for some reason. Uh, but uh, the timestamps will be up and all of that stuff. The show is not really formatted for the playback. I know people are like the playback. You need the timestamps. You miss out on a lot of stuff in between if you just jump, jump, jump to the timestamps. But listen, everybody's got you ain't got three hours to waste. <laughs> all right. I get it. All right. But you kind of miss out on some funny stuff in between. The unscripted stuff when I go off script. But anyway, um, the show is formatted for the live viewer. We're live streaming. We're 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 using uh super chats in between. The live chat is going, so that's how it's formatted, and that's why the main topics towards the end of the show, because that's where the peak audience is. Anyway, hit the like button and let's continue with this effort of healing. This is a healing moment here for men. All of us have come together and congregated here in the Free Agent Lifestyle channel today with your host, the Bruce Wayne of this ish, the king of content himself with multiple, multiple channels here, and also the speaker of truth. We've congregated here today for us to heal because this is where men go to talk about relationships in an open space. This is where we can not just go right back into our blue pill normie conversations where we can come and congregate and heal together. All right, everybody bow their heads and have a moment of silence for the blue pill men in the matrix stuck in relationships. All right, now that we got that out of the way, man, let's go and have fun and heal together. We got a great show today. Here's the topics. Let's scroll those across the screen. Oh, by the way, new, 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 new world order. <laughs> Viewer discretion is advised. You are choosing to watch this content. You might come in midstream, but you were warned. Don't say you weren't warned. And of course, this show does not promote hate nor harm for any person of any gender relationship status, any religion, race, or class. Even though I am an elitist, I'm a broke elitist, but I definitely am an elitist. All right. If ever I if ever I go homeless, I will be of the elite homeless people. You know what I mean? I'm gonna be like, I'll be homeless but elite. <laughs> but anyway, oh, <laughs> uh, we're in here. Yes, and oh, oh, what are we talking about? You see it on the screen. All right, you see it on the screen. We don't, we're not hating over here. We're just speaking how normies don't speak. All right. You ever see normies? You ever see normies, man? I mean, I listen, I, I know most people are normies. Most people don't think most people are pretty much programmed with a couple of few responses to a couple of scenarios. You don't realize that human beings are all out predators out here. It's survival of the fittest, <laughs> but people are programmed. Oh, that's what's up. Oh man. That's cool. Sean. That's how it should be. You know, you keeping it real. All right, all these normie program responses. You see a dog do something cute. Oh, 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 my God. You know, that's real information that we get. You know, we should really be doing that as a people. 
<laughs> normies. You know, they live, uh, they live most of their life just absolutely fake. They can't say what they really want to say. You know what the real tip off of a normie is? They're in a group of people. They're in a group of people and something happens. Oh, man, that's what's up. And then two seconds later, they around the corner. Man, you know, I really wanted to tell him what I really wanted to tell him. That's a normie. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're looking at him like, why didn't you say anything? If you felt that way, why didn't you say something? Well, you know, I didn't want to get in trouble and all. I don't want to lose my job. I didn't want to get canceled. But in there, they're the ones, amen. Oh, hallelujah. Hands up. They rejoicing. Amen, Pastor. Hallelujah out here. Exactly. They're the ones rejoicing the loudest. And they're confirming all the goofy stuff that they just confirmed that the other people were out there pushing. And they had they were in there rejoicing and confirming it when they could have just sat to the side and be quiet. You could have kept quiet. And then we could have went around the corner and was like, OK, yeah, yeah. These people tripping. They tripping. You tripping. We, OK, we good. We good. OK, good. But they out there rejoicing the loudest and sticking up for these dumbass points. their blue pill normie points the loudest. And then they got some nerve to go around the corner talking, hey, you know. man, if you don't sit your punk ass down, look, man, I can't stand people like that. Just like. <laughs> just like uh like uh like uh guys that talk that talk that ish on um on relationships i always say the community we're going to talk about how people fake relationships that was actually going to be the title of the show but then i ran with keenan and kale because it was gossip <laughs> i'm a youtuber but how people fake relationships nobody would have watched it so um uh people fake relationships and they all are relationship experts have you known that yeah, you, you know, you somebody put some information up, you know, somebody follows somebody, all the normies chime in. Yes, this is exactly how relationships would be. And they go in there up and down. They avoid all the complicated issues in relationship. And then they will come in. Somebody will say something very NPC, very blue pillish, and everybody will jump in there. Exactly. If only anybody figured this out, if we figured this one part out, we will make relationships work. Dude, look at the black community by itself. The black community by itself is an absolute disaster when it comes to relationships. Disastrous. It's because nobody addresses the real points. Now, when I come over here and I start talking about the real points, well, you got this and you got Pookie and Ray Ray. What about that? And you got the leftover women and you got simps running rampant. All right. You got men who work out in the gym, swole as hell, walking around here with land whales. I mean, you know, simps on the Internet. You just like relationships ain't never going to get off the ground. But here y'all go with this one thing. And it's always leaning towards blaming the guy, always leaning toward with no accountability towards the woman, which is very unrealistic. It's completely unrealistic. It's actually avoiding the real issue. And everybody's in the comment section. Mark. Yes, this is actually true. Mark. If only everybody would realize this. Mark. <laughs> I'm just like, y'all can't even get relationships off the ground in the community. They actually can't even get off the ground. You got women running over your ex-boyfriends. You got girls cheating. You got two ninjas fighting over a fat Latina chick. I mean, this, this work that I do, this work that I do seems like it's hate, but it's not. It's actually trying to be real and being real in the world of fake. It's very difficult. 
being real in a world of fake is so difficult. It's so difficult for me because I'd like to have fun too. I hate that I have to look through these glass. You know what I mean? I hate that I have to look through my glasses like this and just see real all the time where you guys walking around with your Coke bottle glasses on looking at fake all day. How do you live with yourself? <laughs> I'm just look, look, look. No, no, this is getting real for a second. You know, my opening monologue, I got to get real. How do you guys sleep at night? Like, how do you guys live with yourself? You know what I mean? Like, that's what I wonder at night. But I sleep well at night. But y'all the ones can't sleep. You're depressed. <laughs> okay. You're in therapy. I don't know, man. You guys need to get a clue some point. Like, I'm not. I don't. I sleep well at night. Y'all broke all the time. You always got financial issues. Like, that's what happens when you live in a world of fake. You alcoholics. You partyholics. Your life is off the train rails. And I'm telling you, it's because you live a fake life. But I cannot help normies. I'm not here to help normies. You know, because I sleep well at night. I got young piece of good, good little tail next to me every now and then when I can tolerate it. Nice junior college. I'm talking about, you know, where I showed you what universities I'd be at. <laughs> I travel. I have nice things. I'm not in therapy. I don't take antidepressants. I have fun. I have a platform. We have a community here where we share and educate and entertain. But y'all the ones can't sleep. Don't sleep. <laughs> y'all can't sleep. Y'all overweight. I'm a little overweight myself. But overweight, like severely overweight. Depression, mental illness, divorce, two baby mamas. All right. In and out of relationships. I mean, can I go on from this? And this is this is a result. I'm just letting you guys know. This is a result of you can't live with yourself. This is all it is. This is all it is. You can't live with your reality because you fake all day. You fake your life all day. You wake up and the first thing you damn do is before you wipe the crust out of your eye, you got to see the 50 people that commented on your Instagram post. Which is fake most of the time. It's a fake life that you did. It was a snapshot, a highlight film that didn't even represent the miserable part of your life. And let me just tell you. Let me just tell you. I know you people are doing this. I, I, I don't want to hear any denial. See, the first stage is denial. Okay, listen, I don't want to hear any denial. You know how many people I see faking lives? And behind that screen, they're struggling struggling they barely got it's october 6th and the landlord the landlords and the lawyers are drawing up eviction papers as we speak many of these people have not paid rent for a minute your rent's due motherfucker they ain't got no um they ain't got no money in the bank they kids ain't eating right i mean i i see this every day and soon as they get outside Mark! well you know the best part of a relationship is when two people, would you shut up? <laughs> would you shut up? I know your life is messed up. Stop. But listen, it ain't my fault. It ain't my problem. Look, it's more for me. Look, listen, hey, pop, lock, and drop. You know what I mean? It's more for me out here because I live the real. <laughs> mm. Ah, throw it out. Here we go. <laughs> My life is just about as real as you can possibly get. I don't fake the funk with a nasty dunk around here. But you know, you guys are fakers. 
So, and then you wonder why your life can't get together. The one thing that I'm going to tell you, I know I give you a lot of advice, is start living the realest possible life you can give. I know, man, there's social media and you could put the highlights up, but try to get real with yourself. I mean, you will, it will be like, whew. and what that's going to do, I'm just letting you know, before, before, before I tell you to live that life, let me tell you what happens when you choose to live that life. People are going to leave you like crazy. <laughs> you ain't going to have a lot of homies. You ain't going to have a lot of friends. Women are, if you're a male, women are not going to want to kick it with you. Because they're going to call you doom and gloom and party pooper and all this shit. And really, you just like, man, can we kill all this fake shit? You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to hit them with it all the time. Let them fake. You know what I mean? Like, they be like sitting around you and you just chilling, sitting there like this. And they just bark and and bark, bark, bark. You were like, all right, we had enough bark. All right, can we get real for a second? All right, let me hit you all over the head and realize, I'm going to let you realize how miserable your lives are. Let's bring you back to a double dose of reality. Well, it doesn't matter. It's as long as we have love and love is the answer. All right, they want to go back to barking. All right, here we go. <laughs> you hit them with some realness, they be like, Bark. 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 All right. Enough real. Bark. <laughs> Shit. Oh, my Lord. Anyway, man, let's get the subjects for the day. Hey, to contribute to today's show. Dollar sign CGA live on the Cash App and on the Venmo Coach Greg Adams TV. And of course, I forgot on PayPal. <laughs> on PayPal. PayPal.me backslash coach. Greg Adams. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. But look, this is what, if you choose to live a life of realness, this, the NPCs, you just got to eliminate them. Do not kick it with them. You can't, don't kick it with them for a long time. If you're from a big family, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to pull this off. Anyway, you just brought some reality here. Bye. We got Straggle and Sniggle Theater going on today. And uh, we also have women's empowerment, more women getting naked. All right, listen, you know what I mean? It is what it is. You know, that's the best part of women's empowerment, but it has a side effect to it. Uh, women think uh, that this is empowerment. They're faking it. They'll say, we're doing a fundraiser. We're going to get naked <laughs> to raise money. Unfortunately, older women are getting naked. We're going to go over that. We're going to go talk about Miguel, singer Miguel. His wife divorces him, but the, there's a caveat to this divorce that you would think is interesting. We'll talk about faking relationships. Keenan Thompson, he's a he's a comedian. His wife, did he do, did she do him dirty? Did she hop and start smuggling salami with a friend? But you say he's just a friend. And we'll talk about tales from the streets. We're gonna go to the junior college itself. And we're gonna talk about a woman who's out here in these streets, man. In these streets. Some of your future wives. Uh, some of your future wives. Somebody said, PayPal said forbidden. All right, what's going on there? Huh? Forbidden link? I'll I'll unremove it. I'll un I'll unpin it. You know, they might have canceled me. I can't keep people think, man, I, I cannot keep track of where I be on and where I'm getting canceled. I don't know what the hell be going on half the time. All right. I just can't keep track. But anyway, I'll do it again. If not, just you'll have to hop on something else. Pause. <laughs> Let me see. Let me see. Pin message. And I'll. I'm going to I'm going to check it out. 
oh, mine worked. That won't work. Maybe the link was bad. I put the bad link. All right. You know, talking and typing at the same time don't work for CPA. Do me a favor, man. My like to, to watch ratio on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel is reprehensible. But, of course, over on the Notorious CGA channel where you have the opportunity to super chat, their like ratio is looking pretty good. So we're going to kick off the morning. And it's been a while, sister. You've been on, on my mind. Uh, let's get to 600 likes right now. 600 likes. That's all I ask if you're watching for free. Let's get to 600 likes. Here we go. What really gets me is that some of y'all be scared of a little belly. Y'all, y'all see how scrum diddly um shit it look? Ooh, ooh, baby girl. Y'all scared of a little belly deli? Y'all scared of a little belly deli for what? Who told you be scared of that belly? Let it lose some. Let it, I know y'all see the football prank. The football prank go crazy. The football prank go crazy. Come on. Parabola. Come on. Y equal X squared. Maybe cubed on some days. What really gets me is that some of y'all be scared of a little belly. Y'all. Hit that like. Y'all see how scrum diddly um shit it look? Ooh, ooh, baby girl. Y'all scared of a little belly deli? Y'all scared of a little belly deli for Hit that light. Who told you be scared of that belly? Let it lose some. Let it. I know y'all see the football prank. The football prank go crazy. The football prank go crazy. Come on. Parabola. Come on. Y equal X squared. Maybe cubed on some days. All right, all right. We almost got there. We almost, almost, almost. Our like ratio is just about at 50%. Somebody asked me here. Somebody said, Coach, did you see the BuzzFeed Audible commercial about the influential heterosexual men's books and the free agent lifestyle was on the list? Free agent lifestyle. Oh, live in the building. Appreciate that. I haven't seen it. But, uh, hey, I just want to give you, this is another caveat for you brothers, man. When you're trying to do something, uh, books don't make a lot of money. It does do well, though. I did, I mean, listen, you can do pretty good. Like, if you had $0 and you got book residuals, it's good. If it's a fourth or fifth or a tertiary term, uh, form of income, it can do decent. If you're depending on living off of it, not so much. All right, But with that being said, books live on forever until they burn them. Until they burn them. All right. There are book burners out here. People have burned books for a long time to influence the direction of history and to restrict information. With that being said, the free agent lifestyle will live on forever. Appreciate y'all, man. Uh, let's get to the contributions to the day. Sure. War, Warhammer is in the building. He says a moment of word for Black Ram 313. He's going through a lot. And how about them Eagles four and oh, I can't hate on the Eagles. And shout out to Black Ram 313. I know he had surgery. That was the last I've heard, but um, don't know what else is going on. And I don't think we have phone numbers, but I think I do have a, a degree of separation between us that I could probably get a hold of him and check him out. All right. Thanks for everything, Coach. Shout out to Warhammer. Somebody said there's a video going around with me trying to, you know, create a little bit of dissension between the content creators. I haven't seen the video, but I've been hearing about it going around. And uh, I don't know what's going on. Listen, if people got time for that, you got time for that. I ain't here for all that. And let's go ahead. Uh, the Eagle, by the way, the NFC East has the easiest schedule. So I've wanted, I'm, I'm going to crap on the Eagles real, real quick. The NFC East has the easiest schedule. All right, I looked it up. 
Every team in the NFC East has the easiest schedule, and this is because they always finish 7-9, and nine, and that's the division winner. But anyway, that's all good. Now that we got that out of the way, congratulations on the Eagles, right? Um, but as uh, Chief Drumhack says, checking in, Coach, I need my daily dose to keep me on my path. Indeed. Thank you, man. Shout out to you. Uh, right out to U.S. Army Retire says, when, uh, whenever you have time, remind the brothers about your iceberg theory. Wow, in the lifetime alimony game, the iceberg theory. We haven't talked about that. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. <laughs> what am I wrong about, uh, Elijah, that they have the easiest schedule? Look it up. Look it up. They, the easiest schedule is the NFC easy. <laughs> Moose Hefner. The NFC easy. I looked it up because remember when the Giants were 2-0 uh, and and y'all was like, the Giants, they're back. And I looked it up. They have the third easiest schedule. I believe Philadelphia has the easiest schedule in NFL. Hold on for a second. Let me see here. Schedule of strength. Now you got me off schedule of strength. NFL 2022. I'm going to look it up. All right. I don't want to hate. The easiest schedule is. Uh-oh. It switched. Uh, it was. It switched now. Hold on for a second. It is switched now. <laughs> it was at the beginning of the season. All right, now it's switched up. So if you look it up now, it's kind of moved around. But uh, as I'm saying this, I just want to go ahead and say this. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Hey, you know, sometimes. <laughs> now, it was when the season, it was before the season started. It was before the season started. Now that the season is messed, now they reshuffled it. But I had to shuffle. Okay, 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 okay. All right, man. Look, I'm going on about my show. <laughs> Sometimes, you know. Anyway, shout out to D. Whoa, holy sh. Hold up. I'm rich, bitch. Let's give them three. All right, my man out here dropped a bizag, big dog deeds. We're gonna call you my lord. He sponsored today's show. Woo. Now I can pay my rent. Mm. <laughs> Woo. All right, what am I going? I'm going shopping today. All right, appreciate you, man. Shout out to you. He says, stay on point, stay on your purpose, free agent foe. Life. Oh, my goodness, man. Today's show is ended. We're, we can end today's show. I've filled my quota for today. Mm. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Anyway, I can't tell you how much because the public, the, the private investigators are still watching the brother. All right. But anyway, he sponsored today's show for the brothers who could not. Shout out to Call Me Big Tay 85. First time contributing to today's show. Appreciate the first timer, long timers in the building. Thank you, man. I appreciate that, man. It takes a lot for somebody to contribute to, to a show like this, right? Because you don't have to. You can watch it for free. But then when you want to keep the show going and understand how it works, yeah, man. Appreciate that. Shout out to no government name. He says, Coach, you see the trespassing protester. That was tackled by Bobby Wagner during the Rams game. Is suing Wagner. The organization he represents is berserkly based. Yep. 
And listen, I knew people, I saw people on Instagram, again, ham and eggers and normies. When Bobby Wagner did that, the first thing I said that was that's a lawsuit. Now, of course, there were people in there in comment sections on Instagram saying that's not a lawsuit. He, the guy was trespassing. But if you think about it, number one, it was in California. Number two, it was in Northern California. You're talking about Berserk Lee, San Francisco. If you know anything about that, that's not going to be good. They do protect criminals there. Now, let's just say this. Just because you're committing a crime doesn't mean a crime can't be com put, committed against you. Okay? Just because a you're just because I'm committing a crime doesn't mean that anything can happen to me in the process of a crime. I can be assaulted in the middle of committing a crime, especially in California. I mean, listen, it's California. It's California. Just like I, I can go into your house and try to rob you. And then when you present a firearm, I can turn around and run. Now, if you shoot me in the back, that's attempted murder or murder on you for defending your house. That's how it works in California. So when people were saying, oh, man, they were saying, no, nah, man, that's not a crime. He was trespassing. He committed a crime against the field, blah, 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 blah. Doesn't mean that Bobby Wagner can tackle him. <laughs> it wasn't a surprise, but a lot of uh, people thought it's a surprise. But I'm like, no, your job is to play football. You're, you are a – have you guys seen football players? They're walking refrigerators. All right, so – if 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 this guy who was a, a spaghetti noodle at best is assaulted, which he's going to claim, he's going to sue. And I'm going to clear this up. When someone sues you doesn't mean they have a case. I can sue you for anything. And sometimes you're going to give me a payoff just to uh, prevent the lawsuit from going on. I don't know if you know that this is how the courts work. Some people think when I say I'm going to sue you means I'm going to win. Or, or I have a legitimate case. In many cases, you don't have to be have a legitimate case to initiate a lawsuit. A lawsuit only means I, I um, initiate a suit against you. That's what suing means. People think when someone sues you, they're going to win or it's legit. No, a lawsuit is a lawsuit. So that, that's what suing means. And he's suing Bobby Wagner. Is he right? I don't know. That's up for the juries to figure out. Is he... Is he going to get charges pressed against Bobby Wagner? I don't know. Doesn't matter. All that matters is we saw the evidence, and the evidence is clear. Bobby Wagner assaulted him in the in the commission of a crime. All right. So listen, it is what it is. It is what it is. And he's probably going to get Bobby Wagner to pay him off. Period. Period, period, period. And so people have to understand what con what words mean. Lawsuit doesn't mean legitimate. Lawsuit doesn't mean I won. I can sue your ass until you pay me to stop suing you. Or you can defend your honor. But it's going to cost you a lot of money. It's going to cost you just as much money to defend your honor and win as it will to just wash away the lawsuit. Hmm? All right. Yeah, the NFL will cover him. Somebody, the team will pay it off. Whatever. You're absolutely right. The team will pay it off. The NFL will just be like, thank you. You know what I mean? patch it up, but he'll get dragged and the guy will get paid. I'm just letting you know that guy probably is going to get paid. And he's the type of guy. He's the type of guy that is going to sue, sue, sue into the very bitter end. He's like an ex-wife in court. He's going to sue. He's going to make it a big thing, a demonstration. He's going to make it about whatever he was up there trying to promote. He's going to sue everybody, the NFL, the security team for not catching his ass before he got assaulted.
<laughs> All right. Uh, shout out to uh, Mr. Simmons in the building. We're going to call you Ron Simmons. He says, headed to get my business license, coach. Your blue chip series has been a hidden gem. Coach, gang in the building, man. I appreciate that. As you know, that's the least watched dreams that I do. The least watched dreams that I do uh, are the blue chip mindsets where I focus on men and I actually critique men. I go in a little bit. I, You know, I don't take it easy on guys. And of course, nobody watches them. Not nobody, not that many people watch it. Half my audience watches them. Half the people who watch my regular shows watch Blue Chip. And I still do them. And then the people that don't watch Blue Chip and me going in aggressively on dudes, okay, nobody watches them. And then y'all come up back here to these shows. He's talking about women again. Mm. Right? Isn't that funny? Odd, huh? Because they miss those. They never click on it, but they click on these when I put the gossip out there and then they want to come in here. He's talking about women again. All you do is talk about women. You're reprehensible. Blue pill normie. All right. We got a couple people on the PayPal that I got to get you knowledge to, and then I'm going to get on with the show. Kalen drops in. He says, how's it going, coach? Have you heard the actress Hillary Swank is expecting twins at age 48? This is how far we've fallen. Mm. Our society, man, I tell you, man, that is simply against nature, but it is what it is. People are selfish. At the end of the day, human beings are selfish. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Moose Hefner dropping in again and again and again. He says, here's something for the flatback matter fund. You, you ain't lying. Flatbacks matter. I got flatbacks matters. Father's rights matters. All right, forget white lives and black lives matter. We need them flatbacks that matter. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to, no, I'm not going to ask you now. I got to ask y'all, let's go into Newski here. Shout out to Newski. He says, men always pay for the knowledge in the game you want. You'll appreciate it more. Thank you, man. Thank you for Newski dropping in again. Uh, you dropped in and doubled up. And I'm going to ask a quick question. I'm going to ask a quick question. This might have something to do with preference and all that, but I, I don't think it is. Newski says, I hate when normies say, I just want to be happy. Yes. As if happiness is a destination. I honestly love the journey more than the outcome. Happiness is not a permanent state. It's an emotional state. Okay. I can be happy and poor and I can be happy and rich. I can be sad and rich and sad, uh, sad and poor. But people was, I just want happiness. I've broken this down. There's no such thing as happiness. There's no permanent state of happiness. I'm not happy. <laughs> That's a normie quality, which means to indicate that they're miserable. It's, happiness is the only thing that matters. I mean, listen, I'm happy all the time. And sometimes I'm not happy. <laughs> sometimes i'm like annoyed i'm like oh and then i'll be looking at myself like i have a fabulous life why am i so annoyed and it's people people just annoy me but with that being said it shows you how miserable people are when this their simple attempt at life is to be happy i'm like god dang man in in deep reality but the, but the question i want to ask men and i've been a vic i've been i've been guilty of this too we'll get into the topics i've been guilty of this too why? And this is for my brother's brothers, because I was at the basketball game watching LeBron last night in Vegas. Shout out to him, even though I don't like his politics and whatnot. He's a he's a beast. But my question is, why do you work so hard? Why do you sacrifice? Why do you go to the gym and push all that weight? Why do y'all commit to businesses and commit to your job, your job, your career? And you build yourself up so much. And then I see your ass walking around in public view 
in plain sight with a mastodon. I gotta ask I you. Got Wait, I gotta ask you. Now listen. Listen. Everybody has a preference, and we've talked about this preference thing. If it truly was a preference, you would marry these people, but let, very, very unlikely that you're going to marry them. I never see people walking these people down the aisle. You might be seen with them. You might have a fetish for them. These are fetishes, but sometimes it's about men's self-esteem. And I'd be looking at y'all self-esteem. And, and I, listen, I, I, I'm gonna. I'm trying to tell y'all. I understand. If you have a fetish, I understand. I understand if you're hypersexualized and you just got to squeeze one off. And these are the ones that you've been conditioning yourself to squeeze them off to, mainly because this is what you probably see as a majority of representation of women around you. You don't want to go to the suburbs. You don't want to go to areas where there's prosperity and you don't want to see and you see those type of women there. Oh, I can't do it because you condition yourself to stimulate or auto or auto. Auto-erotically stimulate yourself to this. I, listen, it's all understandable. I'm a man. So don't come over here to fool me. But I'm wondering why it is that you believe it's proximity, Chad. I know. Why is it that <laughs> you would work so hard in life, you would get to the position of life that you want to be, and then this is what you do? I, I'm just curious as to, I need a thorough explanation. I really don't need an explanation. I know the answer. The answer is low self-esteem. The answer is proximity. The answer is you've been conditioning yourself for so long that you can't even see yourself rewarding yourself with somebody that represents health and vitality and fertility. And, <laughs> and then you will, then you'll rain down on me. How dare you, you metaphile going with somebody that is healthy with their hair shining and glowing with high fertility with with big old big old doe like eyes who have a bright future ahead of them. Hell no. Go with this 46 year old out of shape beer belly sweat hog. I mean, listen. I know what happens. It's easier. It's easy. You know, the lifestyle that I preach is not easy, so I don't take the easy route many times. Even if I know there's an easier route, I'll be like, let me take the harder route. <laughs> because I know taking shortcuts is only going to be a shortcut. Like, I'm gonna I'm not going to feel good about myself, or potentially I might harm myself by, by trying to do the shortcut. So it's easy, right? You're a higher status male. She sees you. You're like, ah, let me just go in here. It's super easy. It's a layup. It's a layup. And then you get caught out there and I catch your ass at the mall and I'll be looking at your ass like, mm, I see you ninja. And you see me like this. Oh, damn. They go CGA. Don't act like you don't recognize me. I'll be out here and brothers be acting like they don't recognize me. They recognize me. You see me at the mall. I'll be coming from the Louis Vuitton. Getting my backpacks and my luggage. <laughs> getting treated nice by the flatbacks in there. They giving me water lemons they giving me peanuts and and walnuts and cracker jacks and i see your ass i come out the louis vuitton and i see you them cheeks be going wobble 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 shake it shake it shake it shake it <laughs> them cheeks be going left 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 right left and she be walking be looking at you and you be like oh damn and you know you didn't want to be at the mall with her 
You know you didn't want to be caught out in broad day. But, you know, you was like, it's easy, and this is my girl, and she's been nice to me. She brings the warm rag afterwards and all that stuff. All right, I'm going to sneak out. I'm going to go to the mall across town knowing nobody's going to see me. Let's go on out there. And you go out there holding them big old bear paws. You know what I mean? No sausage fingers in between yours. And she just the walking. And she just happy as large. She just like, I'm happy. I got my man. And you standing there all ripped, five foot 11, muscles everywhere, all tent. You you got the old, you got the old uh, Under Armour wrap shirt around here. You walking in your Nike slides and I caught your ass. I saw you. And I'm looking going. And listen, I've been caught out there like that too. But I'm going. What's going on here? What's really going on? (laughs) Right? What's really going on? Like, you need to tell me what's up. Maybe I can, maybe I can impute a little bit of confidence in you, sir. Maybe I can figure out. Why you're doing this right now? Because I know, I know. Let's just get it straight, gentlemen. You got a better looking girl you want to get with, right? You got a better looking girl. This isn't the end all be all, but you got caught up. Caught up. Got me feeling it. Caught up. Maybe she's going to buy you some shoes. She's going to buy you some shoes and you're going to come back to me, coach. I'm a pimp. I got these girls buying shoes. I don't know what's going on here, but I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to tell you it's low self-esteem. And it's also part of you programming these type of women as a catch, right? And so that's all it is. I mean, you know, um, you've been seeing this is proximity. Many people are like this around you and you just go for it. It's easy. I'm not just I'm not mad at you. I'm just saying (laughs) I'm just saying don't call it a preference when it's nothing but a fetish. But fetishes are for behind closed doors. Right. If you have a fetish or a kink, it's not for public consumption. You need to keep those things behind closed doors. I know what it is. To wrap you in my warm embrace and I make it last forever. I catch a glimpse of heaven when you let me wrap you in. That's what it is. She got a warm embrace. Yeah, she got a warm embrace. And then what happens is, see, the people don't know the side effect of this. What happens is now these people be treating dudes that aren't, you know, fabulous dudes. We'll call you fabulous free birds. So she's got a fabulous dude that she thinks she can hold in, hold on to. And then these guys keep slipping from her big old bear paws. And then she treats everybody that is not that dude funky as hell. See, that's the whole side effect of it is because she's wrapping you in her warm embrace, and then I come up to her. Let's see, uh, a regular dude. He's a blue-collar dude. He's just regular dude, and he's just a walking down the street, and she she give him the look, and she turn away acting like I'm going to go wrap, like I want her to wrap me in her warm embrace. She treat me all funky. She treat me all stank. Like, hold up. I ain't even looking at your monkey ass, all right? And she giving me. You be like, excuse me, man. She be like, what? What you want? You have a... I'm like, you got a booger hanging from your nose. Can you wipe that? I was just trying to look out for you, and you think I'm trying to hit on you. <laughs> uh, excuse me, miss. Uh, what you want? What your little ass want? What your old ball and head ass want? Uh, ma'am, I'm just telling you, your Nike slides are busted. All right? I don't know how you walking around in those. I'm just trying to help you out. 
your varicose veins are bleeding right now. I'm just letting you know. Your shoes are turned inside out. I would just try to see if you were aware that she treat me all stink. Huh? Yeah. Don't, don't try to talk to me. Don't try to get close to me. <laughs> she, treat, she treat me all stink. I'm like, why you treat me stank? I'm just trying to look out for you, sis. Or whoever is. <laughs> anyway, all right. It took this long to get into the show. But that was the show. But brothers, we need to do better. For real. I mean, I just say we need to do better. And this is evolution. This is the strong, the survival of the fittest. Just to let you know. I know, Listen, keep your kinks and your fetishes behind closed doors. Do not bring them out in the open. Straggling Sniggle Theater. Let's get it going. Uh, this is why we need timestamps. Right? Because people are like, I don't want a monologue, coach. All right, so let me see. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. We're going to go to Fakebook. Thanks for the brothers on Locals that provide us with these contents right here. We're going to go over to Fake Book. All right, shout out to Fake Book. I actually have to log into my Fake Book. All right, so here he is right here. Um, this is a woman. This is how men get treated. Oh, wait, did I do the intro to Straggle and Sniggle? We got to do the intro. Hold on for a second. This is, this is professional. Uh, here it is right here. Uh, this is a how men get treated. Uh, there's Tom Tyler Alicia or Ku Klux Keisha, and there's Dexter. Dexter impregnated. This is a Dexter impregnated this woman. All right. Oh, listen, sometimes I just don't get it. But anyway, she's going to tell Dexter why he's not invited to his daughter's birthday party or yeah, daughter's birthday party. And it's because she's saying Dexter is dressed sloppily. And Ku Klux Keisha is not. I mean, is this not sloppily? I mean, they are dressed somewhat similar in what they would call workout clothes. <laughs> let's go ahead. I can't make this any larger, but let's go ahead and see if we can figure out what's going on here. Party. Because how he's dressed. dressed. No, you're not gonna embarrass my daughter like that. Why the fuck you worried about no, that? No, fuck, fuck, fuck that. Look how you look. You gonna embarrass my back for my birthday. birthday. Man, fuck that. No, I'm about to be no. Where's she? I don't want to hear that. Where is she at? Though? Don't worry about where she is. Is she serious? Don't worry about where she at. Hey, mom, is you serious? Don't worry about where she at. His BM won't let him attend his daughter party. Okay, as we know, straggling sniggle can be skits. All right, so as we know, straggling sniggle cannot be, does not have to be a real video. It's a viral video. Now, this looks like it's a skit. It looks like they're acting and they're taking the the reason why we show a straggling sniggle theater is because they take an aspect of a relationship and they make it they they highlight it in order for everybody to see it to go viral, and then people can start a conversation. This is what we're doing over here. This is what people do in the comment section, and normally. That part of the relationship that they pick out and heighten is something that everybody experiences. So the skit, it may be a skit, but it is a real aspect of relationships that people experience. And it starts the conversation in which you can see that there's a lot of differences of how people view things. Right. So let's just call it that people always want to say it's a skit. Don't believe it. No, the conversation is started based on the skit. So they're trying to, it seems like. Yeah, because you can see the dialogues going back and forth. The camera's following them. And um, the, the the conversation is he's dressed 
not he's dressed bummy to go to the daughter's birthday party and she's restricting his access to the child based on the way he appears, which I don't think is that bad in comparison to his baby mama. His baby mama is definitely a, not dressed up. <laughs> She's not dressed up at all. But this is just an indicator of what people do in toxic relationships and something that men can expect when they're dealing with straggles. And remember, straggles aren't a certain race of women or men. You can be a sniggle of any race. You can be a straggle of any race. But these two people definitely fit the straggle and sniggle, which they're arguing out in public about something like this. And I'll break it down here. Let me see if we can go forward. Let's see what we're doing here. So um, she's using the heightened emotionally voice. And she says, you're not finna. That's when you know you're in straggle territory. Anytime you use the word finna, you're about to be in straggle territory. I mean, finna. But hey, look, to each his own. Everybody has a dialect. Let's continue here. No, fuck, fuck that. Look how you look. You going past my back for my birthday. Now, um, you know, very much uh, he's, this is an indicator here. He's not in the best of shape. His self-esteem is pretty low. He's dealing with this type of woman. And he's impregnated this woman. Again, survival of the fittest. I don't really, boy, she's not of the, she's not peak. This is definitely somebody who smuggled anyway. Where is she at? I don't want to hear that. Where is she at? Though? Don't worry about where she is. Is she serious? Don't worry about where she at. Hey, mama, is you serious? Don't worry about where she at. So that was the indicator of a skit. He said, baby mama, are you serious? I believe he said, baby mama, are you serious? So that's going to make me think that this is a skit. And the other part is that, she knows she's being recorded and she didn't disrupt the recording. So I'm, I'm assuming that's, you know what I mean? That that's where it's, that's where it went into skit territory for me. Continuing. That's what I'm talking about. You, you worried about the wrong about. Shirt. I'm I'm here here look, 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 look like a bum. Okay. No. So he's looking like a bum. And according to her, let's say if this is real, she said he's looking like a bum. This is why we call this straggle and sniggle theater. I just want you to look at her. In this photo, let's see if I can make this larger right there. She said he's looking like a bum. I mean, you can't even get any worse than that. Let's go ahead and continue with it and go forward. I'm not looking like that. So you're gonna really tell me the Man, first part of seven, y'all gone? Not looking like that. Here, bro. Mm. Woo! Man, Lord, Lord, Lord! Not even in my weakest days, bro. Not even in my weak. Now, I've had some bad days. I've definitely had some bad days and some bad lays. But I don't think it's gotten this bad. I mean, listen, I don't. I would like to think it has not got that bad. But I've never got this bad. Listen, almost never. <laughs> I'll put this. I've almost never got this bad. I have pretty good pipe control. <laughs> I have pretty good pipe control. I have pipe discipline around here. Miss mostly all my life. It's a male superpower. I know I have not broken. Okay, maybe I have broken down, but I definitely didn't ski dinner. I definitely did not ski, ski dinner. All right, let's continue real quick. Oh, don't worry about where your daughter at. Is you serious? Is you serious? Is you serious? Man, no, it's her birthday. So I, I don't get. No, you ain't seeing my daughter look like that. Nah. No, I got so that's where it gets into a skit. They keep repeating this point. And the points are the emphasis of the video. So that's what it is. Uh, we'll go ahead and move on here. 
uh, predictable. But just to be sad, the sad point is this is indicative of many, many relationships, many, many relationships, you know, have gone through those exact things. Straggle, wait, Sniggle and Straggle has uh, contributed. He says, Coach, if you ever stop 90% of us, we'll turn back into gumps. Let's go. That's why we keep it going around here, brothers. That's why we keep this show going. Because I know what's going to happen to y'all. All right, Force India says, think I may have finally caught up, Coach. He says, by the way, be careful of making fun of Tottenham Football Club. He says, that's the team that 99% of you know who supports. I didn't realize that. Free agent for life. You got to be careful. I don't want to offend you know who. Tottenham. Tottenham. Shout out to Tottenham. 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 <laughs> Dr. Thunder says a hit piece. Oh, a hit piece on me. I don't got time to watch that ish. Is it a hit piece on me? I don't know. Shout out to Dr. Thunder in the building. I mean, do you got, I mean, I just had, I had my, I don't, oh, shout out to uh, uh, Ron Simmons is in the building. He says, had to double up. Shout out to my favorite African-American. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? I'm living a good life. But uh, I was wishing, I'm really hoping one day that people do a hit piece on me that actually got some damn subscribers. Jesus. That's how Kevin Samuels blew up. When they be having 428 subscribers, I'll be like. <sighs> they, get, they, they get more views on their video than they ever get on any other video. I'll be like. This is how I be. Can somebody with a million subscribers expose me so I can get famous around here? Mm. and Preach, do I need to pay you? Fresh and fit pay you? No, I'm just playing. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Anyway, World Star. I've been on World Star. I've been on Hollywood Unlocked. And then some dude with a thousand subscribers be going in on me. Oh, boy. That's really going to help things. <laughs> That's really going to help this thing get forward here. They get more views. <laughs> they get more views on their channel by putting my face on their thumbnail. Can somebody famous expose me? Mm. <laughs> I'm begging you at this point. All these ham and eggers trying to expose me and hitting pizza on me. Can I get somebody real out here? Shocking. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what do I have to do? <laughs> All right, anyway, what do I have to do to stop the normies from coming after me? Can, can I get? I'm going to pay fresh and fit. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pay fresh and fit to expose me. That's what I, you know what? I'll open my wallet. I'll open it because these dudes exposing me for free. Jesus. <laughs> they trying to get monetized on my back. No. All right, fresh and fit. We got beef. We got beef. They almost had a million subs. Hey, Fresh, Island Boys. Uh-huh. Yeah, you an Island Boy. Hey, Myron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scat penalty skeezers. All right, let's go, man. Hey, man, do a big hit piece on me this weekend. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to fake it out here at this point. I can't stand it, man. All these dudes be coming after me ain't got no damn subscribers. How does that help me? It don't even help you. All right, stop. Let's help each other. Let me help you. 
let me help you. Shout out to my man. Oh, not my man. My girl, Delta Fox, my, my financial advisor, told me to stop donating to your show or start including it in my budget. Should I fire her? Oh, wow. She's like, where's this money going? You like the CGA, the fee picture fund. All right. Wow. Don't fire her, but uh, include it in your budget. Let's get Kaylin Ferguson out here. Uh, and then he says, Coach, do you remember one time I mentioned to you that Mary Mary singer Erica Campbell spoke on how sex affects women? Well, if you want to do a show on this one as uh, one of your talking points when it comes to relationships, here it is. Okay. Uh, shout out to the Christian girls here. And y'all, y'all need to stop sending me. Uh, people exposing me. Look, if their subscriber base is significantly lower than me, I don't care. Please, would y'all send me, send that shit to Abbott and Preach so they can do a follow-up. Do not send it to me. That shit don't mean nothing to me, <laughs> okay? And stop bringing over trying to uh, pump up your little fanboys of other YouTube content creators here. Trust me, if they don't have a million, I don't care. Maybe that the, the link he did had a million, what do you want me to punch down on a person? How dare you go over there? They got 400 subscribers. Me mention a name and send the video out to all my people so you can give them monetized money. Fuck all that, dude, man, stop. Do you know? <laughs> do you know how this works? Shout out to Kaylin says, speaking of selfish coach, would you say that a man who engages, who doesn't engage in premarital sex and waits till he marriages is selfish on his part? He would just want a virgin for himself, but 304 still think they deserve marriage. Okay. All right. I don't know, man. That's a that's an interesting conversation. I'm going to get back into this part. We can come back to that. We can, we can come back to that. All right. Um. Anyway, he says they don't understand, coach. I, for real, they do not. I look, they might be big to you because you might not have, you don't have any subscribers. So they're like, oh, they got 400 and 500 uh, subscribers. And then you send a video to me. I got 300,000 subscribers and I'm trying to build up. All right. I don't, it's not that I'm better because I have more subscribers. It's that they're insignificant to me. I'm like, that's, that has no significance on me or bearing anything to, towards me. Okay. Say it's a newspaper article. We already know where that's going. No big deal. How does that affect me when I'm riding over here? They riding over there. Please understand. Stop sending me that bullshit. It ain't worth even the effort to mention them, but they get clout um, anyway. Now, when Abbott and Preach disses me, okay, when Abbott and Preach disses me, I'm sure my email is going to blow up. Now, at that point, now we got to, it's, now it's significant. They got 2 million followers. Okay. Now that's something that I can deal with. That's something that I can deal with. That's all I care about. I don't care about anybody that's under me in the ranks of YouTube. I don't, I, they don't bother me. It's just a waste of my time. <laughs> it's just a waste of my time trying to even go over there to acknowledge it. Why? Stop it, gentlemen. And I'm not preaching to them. I'm preaching to you. I'm preaching to you guys. Stop with that bullshit. All right. <laughs> anyway, people didn't try to send it to me 15 times. Now, I don't know what he sent to me. It could be something else. Look, looks like a YouTube video. All right. Is it somebody that's significant? Where are we at? Women's empowerment. Older women taking it off. Let's talk about this women empowerment. Female empowerment. 
Uh, let's put up this link right here. Where's the link? Okay, we're going back to Facebook, but we're not. We're going to go over here to Twitter. So here's the link that I want to share with you. Okay. Beverly Johnson, age 69, <laughs> age 69, joins Carmen Del Orfis. I don't even know her name, as the world's oldest supermodel. They pose nude. She poses nude at age 91. At age 91. 69 and 91. All right, there's the photos of the two women. Both of them were probably models in their time. This is essentially what um what the Tom Brady's wife Giselle is trying to accomplish when she says, "So I could focus on my career." When she says, "Hey Tom, give up your football career so I can resume my modeling career at age 46." Well, according to this, Giselle has plenty of time. Okay? She has plenty of time to capitalize because for some reason, our world wants to keep pushing this as some sort of empowerment, as a way to fundraise or heighten awareness for something else. And they're doing this. Okay, they're doing this. Where they're saying what? You, no matter what their age is, they're still sexy. Now, listen, some dudes at some low point of their lives will probably smash both of them in the tag team championship match. We know this. I know this. And it is what it is. But to continue to push this as an empowerment or or anything just reeks of the desperation of what's going on here. Obviously, they don't have no modeling career. Okay, if they do, they got a following at best. Maybe they might have an OnlyFans because dudes are this desperate out here. But in reality, check this out. In reality, why would this be pushed in front of us? Okay, why would this continue to be pushed in front of us? And why? Because the economic situation. Economics, the economy's collapsing around them. These people need to latch on, number one. Number two, these people cannot get married. I'm sure both of them aren't married. And if they are, they're married to a henpecked husband. Number three, there is some sick people, perverted people, perverse people, and some damn um, uh, people who are damn uh, uh, debaucherous people, let's call them. They're out here. They will look and consume this. This has been going to be published in a mainstream magazine. A mainstream magazine. Let's go ahead and read the article here. Hold on for a second. Let me see if I can click it without me. I got to make sure I didn't click through this, so I don't want to make sure they don't show up naked when I click it. <laughs> hold on for a second. All right. Oh, they did it. Okay. okay. Wait a minute. All right. Hold on for a second. I was like, let me click it. And then it was like, showed up naked. I was like, oh, shit. All right. I can read it now. What the hell? Close that up. All right. Here we go. Let's read the article. There it is. Beverly Johnson, 69, joins Carmen Daryl Orifices as the world's oldest supermodels that pose at age 91. Age 91. I can't wait to see these photos. Lord. They both made history on the cover of Vogue's years ago. Years? You mean decades ago. Decades. Years? You mean damn near a half century ago. It continued to break barriers in the modeling world when this woman, age 91, posed nude. And then Johnson herself, who turned 70 on October 13th, declared her utmost adoration for the bombshell as she as they chatted about everlasting beauty and defying ageism in the modeling industry 
<laughs> ageism in the modeling industry. So we've gone from, oh, these girls are too young, too skinny, to we put, we put anybody naked on. The old woman, I can't say her name, draped a white sheet across her body while sprawled across a plush bedroom set in an image captured by famed photographer, whatever the photographer's name is, for New York Magazine. It says New You Magazine. I said New York. New You Magazine. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> new You Magazine. Johnson made history in 1974. That's more than 45 years ago. Johnson made history when she, wait, how old was she in 1974? Wait a minute, 25? As the first black woman to appear on the Vogue, a cover of Vogue, he, she then became the first black woman to model on the cover of the French edition of L. The older woman shot the first Vogue cover in 1946. 1946 at the age of 15. <laughs> Hold on for a second. 15. She was on the cover of, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. She, okay, so what they're trying to say is we're no longer, in the modeling industry notoriously use 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old young women, young adults as models. And uh, people don't realize that. Most of your most famous models from the past came up when they were what people would deem as underage. Now, um, they dressed them a little bit more maturely and whatnot. And people thought that this was somehow sexualizing young women or it was putting unrealistic standards on adult women, right? So they were like, well, these young girls can wear that, but I can't wear that. So show me something that I can wear. Now, people are going to say, well, the modeling industry was perverse for using young women, but that's not entirely true. The modeling industry in itself is a prostitution uh, a ring, but it was perverse. But it also, it also was about skin. The number one thing that comes up in modeling is what does your skin look like? And it tends to be that younger women have the most supple and the most, the, the most uh, gl glowing skin. And thus, they can put imageries out there of good, good, fabulous skin. So they don't have to do as much airbrushing when it's a younger woman. So that's the number one, two. Number two, they tended to have uh, body types that can make the clothes look better because they were younger. They were at their peak fertility and peak attractiveness. Now we've gone and pushed the envelope and we made people feel good. Okay, we'll put people that represents the normal woman out here. And they'll be now 25, 26, 30, 32, 40, 45. Now we're all the way up to 60 and 90. <laughs> this is how far we're going. And I do have a photo. I'm just going to show y'all at uh, YouTube. YouTube, give me this one. I do have a photo of the women here from this photo shoot. So give me a second. Um, we're going to pull it up. We're going to pull it up right now. YouTube, this isn't meant to. I don't want any censorship. We're going to pull up a photo of the two women right there. And there it is right there. Right there. Yes, that's probably what the skin looked like. And they had to do a little bit of airbrushing to brush out the creases and get the skin to look a little firmer potentially <laughs> so that i think that's what i think that's what it looked like but you know 
we did get we did get a photo of this, but this is going too far. Why are older women taking it off? By the way, a lot of women are taking it off. This is what they're choosing to do, as, and there is it's empowerment. But all it is is the barbarians at the gate. They have nothing else to reach to, and they're reaching as desperation for this type of thing. Let me continue to read this article here. Let me see if I can get back to the article. That's a picture of the. <laughs> So this woman was 15 when she appeared on the cover of Vogue when she was um, in 1946. And she says, one of the secrets to maintaining beauty is doing what you do for a baby, nurturing and feeding the baby with love. This is what she said. And she says, that's what you uh, we should be doing with ourselves, nurturing ourselves, loving ourselves and giving that kind of energy to ourselves. She also adds that Beverly admitted that, uh, Carmen was one of her modeling inspirations. I like to go on record to say that this woman is my idol. Uh, let me see if they have something important to say here. Uh, she says, Beverly Johnson says at this present moment, I'm doing Pilates. Not a surprise. We all know that you have to eat right, drink a lot of water and move and exercise. We don't want to care about all this stuff here. Okay. And she says, I take, I try to take care of myself on a daily basis. And that means meditation too. I keep a spiritual life for grandchildren, my daughter, and then all those things together with love and keep me in balance. Now, I just want to do a quick research on this. Potentially look up, um, it, was Beverly Johnson one of Bill Cosby's accusers? One of them were Beverly Johnson, Bill Cosby. Yeah, she was. Beverly Johnson was one of Bill Cosby's accusers. So if you guys don't know, Beverly Johnson's been in the modeling industry for a long time. Here, here she is up here. Uh, wait a minute. Where did she go? This is her right here. She was one of Bill Cosby's accusers. She was one of the original ones. I'm going to see here, Beverly. I'm going to see what her net worth is. Uh, it claims to be $5 million, right? $5 million. This is what the internet say. Is she married? Maddie? Married. Let me see if she has a husband. She does not. Oh, it says here she's engaged at age 67. She's engaged. She had two husbands. She has two divorces under her belt. And she is now engaged. But that was in 2020 during the pandemic, which anybody that got engaged during the pandemic, that was a that was a Hail Mary. All right. What about this other woman? I guarantee you she broke. Let me see what her name is. I'm going to see what her name is. Carmen Dale. Okay, uh, let's see what her net worth is. Look up my net worth. I'm broke too. Uh, 1.2 million. 1.2 million. This is net worth, which means she doesn't have a million dollars in the bank. But uh, let's see if she's Maddie. Maddie? She's divorced three times. Mm. <laughs> All right, so you got two-time divorcee Beverly Johnson. And three-time divorcee, Carmen Del Orphesis. And here she is. Here they are, women's empowerment. Three-time divorcee. She got the hat trick. Okay, come on. Wow. And what Gump in, uh, got engaged to, uh, let's see, divorce three times. Her last marriage ended in 1974. Her last marriage ended in 1974. And since then, this is basically how she's been living her life. Cheers. You gonna have some? 
Okay, tuck in. Eat. <laughs> oh, no. All right, uh, let's see what we got here. Let's do the next subject matter. Let's see here. Miguel. Should we do Miguel now? Yeah, we'll do Miguel. All right, do me a favor. Hit the like button in the building. We got we got a good like ratio. Let's do Miguel real quick. This shouldn't be a long one. Let's see if I can close some tabs before my computer overheats. Let's go to Miguel. Uh, why she, this seems to be, this is the detail that people need to look at here. So Miguel, as you guys know, pretty good singer and artist, performing artist. He's an R&B singer. He has this girlfriend right here. His girlfriend is Nazanin, Nazanin Mandy, who they've been dating since she's been his ride or die since the beginning. Okay. She's been his ride, his ride or die. Apparently they've been in a relationship for since, since he was 18, since he was 18 and they were in a relationship for somewhat like 13 years and just kind of like Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. They were in a long-term relationship, and then they decided to jump the broom. They decided to take it to marriage. Hey, let's just go on and get married. And he probably was like, nah, 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 nah. And she finally broke him down. He was like, all right, I'll do it. He was like, all right, do it. And then essentially what happened to her is once she saw that the marriage was on, she was like, mm-hmm, yes, indeed. Yeah, got him. <laughs> and, uh, and he signed up for the long-term contract. Now, people are probably saying Miguel was probably getting some side trim, which I would not doubt. Most married people get some side trim. Most married, and people are, the normies are going to say, that's not true. The statistics say it's true. The, the statistics say that most married people either have an emotional affair, a financial affair, or a all-out physical affair. Okay, all out physical, raw salami, no condom affair actually showed you that many people who cheat on their spouses don't even use condoms. Okay, we broke it down. So he's a celebrity. I don't know which way he swings, but apparently I don't know, man, he's got a girlfriend and a wife. And yes, she probably was cheating, too. You listen. She does have a, she is an Instagram model. So Instagram model basically is a prostitute. I don't care what you say. And I've never heard of her. She could be a model as well, but uh, it is what it is. So this is his high school street sweetheart here. This is his sweetie pie. These are the people that you say, coach, man, my girl ain't gonna never do that to me. And there she is right there. This is her, Insta no, that's his Instagram. She, he has 4.7 million followers. She does have an Instagram, too. There she is right there. She's a flatback. And by the way, Nazanin, come see CGA. Come see CGA. Oh, Miguel, go come get you your book. And I'll fill in the blanks here. I'll definitely fill in the blanks on her. She looks like a happy character, too. She looks very happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right here. Miguel is no longer a sure thing the marriage isn't because his model wife just filed for divorce i'm gonna have to peruse her instagram here the sure thing singers high school sweetie pie nazanin mandy beelined it to court tuesday and filed to divorce miguel after nearly three years of marriage now i don't know why people do these things but they do it but there's something reprehensible about this according to the documents obtained by tmz miguel's wife is citing 
irreconcilable differences. Again, there it is, irreconcilable differences as the reason for the split and says there is a prenup. All right, so shout out to Miguel for holding strong. I don't know who's worth more, but there seems to be a prenup. Looks like I can click through these things here. It says Miguel and Nazanin reportedly announced in September 2021 that they were separating after being together for 17 years. But he seemed to hint that they were back together in February. They tried to reconcile or reconcile when he posted a photo dump of them on Instagram with the caption, Love Heals, Proud of Us. Oh, boy. The couple was photographed together as recently as July in the docs. Nazanin does not list this date of separation, the section of the paperwork says. Miguel met Nazanin when he was 18. This is the whole thing, guys. Most of these relationships, when you're young, it's just practice. Many people keep saying to me, coach, I found the one. We're going to ride it off together. We're going to ride off in the sunset. Now, inevitably, one or more, for, more of you are going to make a mistake. And I'm going to say it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. Does this apply to everybody? No, but it applies to the majority of relationships. Okay? Don't get me wrong. There are some people that will make this work. Most people don't. Okay? Most people don't. Now, does that mean you shouldn't try? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying be prepared if you do try. So they were together since he was 18, and they got engaged in 2016 before tying the knot in November of 2018. They don't have any children together. Uh, and Miguel didn't say anything about his marriage. All right, so Miguel's net worth, $10 million. $10 million net worth. Now, remember, they were together for some 13 years before they even tied the knot. And then they could only make it three years in marriage. That's how difficult marriage is. And he didn't file for the divorce. She filed for the divorce. Why? Because there may be an incentive or she has a prenup or he might have cheated or they might have cheated or she might have cheated. That, that doesn't matter. And one thing about marriages that people have to understand is it doesn't matter if someone cheated or not. There's your clue right there. They got married after 13 years of dating, and then they couldn't even last three freaking years. Mm. So people might call it, she gets she set him up. Is this a setup potentially? I'm just using this as a, a as um as an example. Why did she stick around for 13 years but couldn't stay married for another three years? Was he cheating before they got married? And then all of a sudden, when they got married, she thought he wasn't cheating anymore. And then he cheated. And then she said, I can't take it no more. Let me go ahead and tap into that prenup. Remember, the marriage, the divorce is planned at the wedding. The divorce is planned at the wedding. And, and this is just simply how it works. So if they would have broke up, if they would have broke up before they got married, she would get zero. Zip. I got money. But now, since they were married, she could potentially get whatever's available in the prenup. Could be a million dollars. It could be half of the future income and earnings. It could be anything. We just don't know. But initially, we know that she flew out there. She's cashing out. And to be honest, and I don't say this as a means to be negative about Miguel. I don't see him making a hit song or a comeback anytime soon. <laughs> she getting off at the top of the uh, top floor. And she going to let Miguel go back down the elevator by himself. Unless he comes out with a hit song bigger than sure thing. 
unless he's making a bigger song than Sure Thing anytime soon, I think it's about a wrap for him in terms of it. He'll still do shows and leg drop women in the audience like he did, and he got sued by that woman. It's a setup. Set his ass up. And this is what it looks like. So this is the big things here that you need to worry about. Do y'all broke ninjas need to worry about this? Not necessarily. Unless you become rich after staying with your ride or die and you become wealthy and you be like, I owe you a sense of you've been loyal to me and I owe you. And so thus, since you've been ride or dying with me, we're going to take it out to the end. We lasted 13 years and we're going to make it all the way to the end. Three years later. (laughs) Setup of the year. Wow. Unbelievable, man. This is how deadly relationships can be. I know Miguel's not happy, for sure. I'm not happy. <laughs> Let's get to some con- contributions before we get into Keenan and fake relationships. I'm going to show you a story about people who fake relationships. It's not just women that do it. Men fake relationships. And we're going to give you the signs of people who are faking relationships. Some of you normies think you have a relationship and you don't. You have people that are, they. Uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but a lot of people don't know what else to do with their lives. And the television and the media and whoever else you listen to, I know I sound like a conspiracy theorist. They tell you that a relationship would be the answer to your, to your loneliness. A relationship will be the answer to what's missing in your life. And so you say, I got to find another human being. This is what it's supposed to be. You know, men and women, men were not meant to be lonely and women were meant to be with a man and everybody was meant to have one partner. I'm going to ask y'all, how's that panning out in your life? Most people at best are using the other person because they have nothing else to turn to. And everything turn, turn, turn. You don't know what else to do with yourself. You be sitting around here with all this time. Damn. Twiddling your thumbs. You be like, I bet CGA be just twiddling his thumbs after he signs out going, hmm, is anybody talking about me on the internet? <laughs> I be gone about my damn business. All right, anyway. Uh, Shout out to Sizzo. He says, I'm at my job today, coach. He says, thank cheese for it. Yes. Because people ain't working anymore. Keenan is a huge gump and he's paying for it now. If it was the other way around, yes, he would be getting dragged like Udoka. Coach, you need to talk about the nonsense behind the BET Awards and your boy P. Diddy. I don't know what he did. All right. And he says the free agent lifestyle is forever. I don't know anything about that. I don't watch award shows. All right. I don't listen. I don't want to sound like one of those guys. I don't relate anymore. It's not a part of my culture. It's not a part of my I'm in the wrong generation for award shows. Like, I can't relate to whatever the hell's going on there. I don't relate to the people. Nothing. Um, And it seems like most of it, from what I see, because I do scroll Instagram, it's not where men are winning awards anymore. It's This is more just kind of women hyping each other up. I mean, I don't know. Shout out to uh, Rusted Junk, says, Coach, we have a large population of wildebeests. Peace leave in Minnesota. All right. We call it snow cows just to lighten it up. You know, these are all people. You know, listen, these women can wrap you in my warm embrace 
Can I make it last forever, yes, babe? I catch a glimpse of heaven when you let me wrap you in. All right, shout out to you. He says, "Uh, we're conditioned where we are at our best to take them. I'm sorry. We're conditioned where we are to take them at our best. He says, your message helps us break these chains. In my opinion, porking snow cows all the time lowers yourself worth in your self-esteem price is wrong i agree with this and typically your counterparts don't do stuff like this they don't like they'll be like i can't do anything lower than what my expectations are now men we don't have that ability to do that we kind of have to take what we get now i understand that i don't understand is you would make something of yourself i understand it if you're a pookie <laughs> right and you're like i'll pork anything but if you're just going to just work hard, you be in, um, oh, if you're just going to work hard, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to risk. I'm going to do push-ups every day. I'm going to jog a mile. You know what I mean? I'm going to be lean and cut. And then I'll be seeing y'all walking around be like, <laughs> women are in essence, <laughs> women are in essence. When we call it, they are um, a they are a byproduct to your success. They also are a symbol, a status symbol to your success. Now, people are going to say that's not fair. Well, that's how women treat you. <laughs> that's how women treat you. I mean, because they'll say I can't be seen with this. Now, they'll let you come and slide up in there. All right. I've been sliding up into plenty of women that probably wouldn't date me openly. I've been that guy. But women want men to look a certain way in order for the rest of the world to um, to give them a certain treatment. I'll give you an example. They say, I want to feel protected. So therefore, I need a guy to be six foot four, 250 pounds, choosing a lot of rock and stone. That right there is they're choosing you based on society. They're choosing you based on how everybody's going to view her. That's literally them using your appearance to benefit them, okay? Or taller men tend to be the more successful or taller men tend to be, tend, you ever heard a woman say, I can't be with a man who no other woman wants. I can't be, like if, if you're a guy and no other woman wants you, many women will be like, not all women. Many women will be like, mm. <laughs> Eh, why nobody want him? <laughs> so with that being said, let's flip it back. Just so I always have to frame things so you understand it. So I don't sound like the misogynist. When it comes to women, their, their, their attractiveness benefits you in terms of status. Their attractiveness benefits you in terms of entry. You ever be with a, a good looking woman and you walk in the room with her, everybody head turning. First of all, to look at her, and then they're going to look at your monkey ass. They're going to be like, what the hell does he do? How he get hurt? We do this all the time. How he get hurt? What does he do? He must be rich. He must be paying for her. He must be a sugar daddy. He must He must got a trust fund. He must can lay it down and pipe it down. So with that being said, she can get you injury into a whole network of people. I told you about my friend Brenda. I can remember. All right. Brenda, back in the day, 
She was one of these little cute ass spinner Italians, five foot one, all of five foot one and thick in all the right places back then. She used to go, she used to call me up. Hey man, come on, go, come on and kick it. Come to this club. I'm even over here somewhere on San Fernando Boulevard or Ventura Boulevard in San Fernando Valley in Encino. She's at a club in Encino. We up in Thousand Oaks. All right, she called me down. I walk in. Brenda and all of her fine-ass friends are sitting there at the table. I walk in. Brenda, hey, how you doing? She giving me a hug. It's a layup from there for me the rest of the night. All of her and her fine-ass friend. Who is he? He's handsome. Okay. All the women around Brenda's table is like, that dude must be somebody. With that being said, women, when they're around you and you're associated with them, can get you. Other people's going to look at you. Ninja's going to be looking at you. Who, who the hell is that ninja? But that being said, I'm, I'm telling you, if you are not having that, it's either a part of low self-esteem, you're trying to take the easy way. But when people see you out with mastodons, <laughs> they're going to eventually pull your ass down the social ladder. She cannot do anything to really improve your life as a add-on, as an accessory. You have no accessory skill now. She ain't going to get you. I, I always tell you about the girl that sent me to the red, red pill. A girl sent me to the red pill. This is what she used to tell me. She used to tell me some outlandish shit that I never even realized because I wasn't that part. I wasn't in that part of my life. She was 28 at the time, and I'm mid-30s going through a divorce, dating her. She's just spinning my ass in circles. She got me by the nostrils like this. She told me a couple of things. She was like, I don't wait in lines at nightclubs. <laughs> I, don't, I was like, what? She was like, I don't wait in lines at nightclubs. I was like, what the hell? I always wait in line. She was like, I never wait in the line. I just walk up. They see me and the girls that I'm with, and they let me right on in. <laughs> so I was like, I got to see this shit. And I've been married the last eight years, so I don't know. I got to see this shit. So we go out to a nightclub in Newport. Line is wrapped around the freaking building. It's in the hotel. Line wrapped around the building. We show up. Me, it's me and her. We show up. We're early. We're early. We don't beat our friends there. We beat our friends there. We're early. We stand in the line. She's nervous. She's looking around like, she was like, I don't stand in lines. Like, what is this shit? I was like, well, you know, <laughs> I'm all blue pill and normie. Well, you know, I don't know, you know. She's like, I'll just walk around. So her friends show up. Ah! They start cackling and screaming and yelling. They walk past everybody and we follow them. They go right up to the damn line and they walk straight up in the damn club. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, <laughs> they didn't make, they didn't even say nothing to the door person. They didn't say nothing. And we walked into the VIP. We walked into the VIP section of somebody, and then one person knew the person in the VIP. We walked in. I'm standing around like. <laughs> I'm standing around like, uh, I'm in the VIP. I'm holding my drink. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And they were beautiful women. Like, like there were six of them, but three of them were good looking, and the other three were average. I'm letting y'all know, if you walking around with mastodons, you're not getting that. 
you're not getting that treatment. I walk in and I'll be having junior college girls with me. They give me the best treatment, best table, best treatment. They sit in their center. They come into the, you want this, you want that? Try this, try that. And that's the world we live in. They live in a parallel universe where they, she was like completely uncomfortable standing in line. She was like, I don't do this. I don't do this. And I'm looking at her like, how else do you get in? Bach? How else do you get in a nightclub? Bach? <laughs> Man, she was like, watch this shit. And I'm in there looking at her like, oh, uh, <laughs> she like, you ain't got no. Hey, sometimes you, sometimes you mess up, you know what I mean? And show and expose your hand that you don't have no experience. No, you don't have what's going on. So I'm in the back, like I'll walk in with you. Oh man. It, it's just a weird world that you live in. And so until you figure it out, <laughs> Rock roll, you can walk in that front. Now, let me tell you something. If I tried that shit, they would not let me in. I don't care who I said I know. They would have been like this. They would have been on a little thing. They'd have been on a thing like this. This little ninja outside right here. Who you say you know? You say you know who? All right. Uh, wait right there, real quick. Uh-huh. This little ninja out here. He say he knows somebody. Yeah, let's give him, let's give him the uh, let's give him the slip. Let's give him the okie doke. Run the okie doke on his ass. And I'm standing there like this here. And two big ass Samoans come up next to me. Hey, what's going on, bro? Hey, brother. <laughs> they said, no. What's up, Oos? Uh, you say you know somebody in here, huh? Yeah, I know somebody up in here. What y'all big orangutans doing now? <laughs> Looks like I'm going to have to throw your ass out, brother. They're going to be nice as hell. You know them Samoans, nice as hell, and they just yank you by your collar like this here. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, shout out to the Samoans in the building. Let's get in on here. All right, uh, let's see. All right, we got uh, contributions. No, uh, Super Chats. That's what I need to check. Super Chats. That's where we at right here. Oh, hold up. God dang. My screen's scrolling up. Okay, shout out to one mic at a time. Says CGA is the only YouTuber I can watch at 1 a.m. Shout out to the coach from Tokyo. Man, he's 1 a.m. watching me in Tokyo, Japan, which I got to get to. For some reason, man, them Japanese women, for me, that's an Achilles heel. I got a couple of Achilles heels, all right? Puerto Rican chicks, Japanese women, and Kaylee's flatbacks, all right? Sometimes, and a very, very good. The sisters, y'all ain't left out. I'm doing, you know what I mean? I'm just, <laughs> all right. R.I.P. He says, R.P. Tone Loke. He says, Mr. Let Go. Been taking shots at the coach gang. I don't even know who that person is. All right, next. Deadly Raver says, 991, I believe. He says, uh, oh, age 91. He says, ancient spirits of garden tools transform this decayed form into a grandma, the ever posing. Ha ha. He says, good Lord. He says, why do they, why don't they just stop? Sorry. Why don't they just stop? making this larger they don't want to stop because we are in a world where everybody's beautiful everybody's beautiful all right nate bit says just heard what rogan said about coach nothing yes please joe rogan hey somebody go pay joe rogan to just mention my name and tell him just tell him to call me a rudy poo candy ass at this particular point all right he could be like 
Coach Greg Adam is a Rudy Poo. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then everybody on their show be like, Coach Greg Adams. Oh, yes, he's a Rudy Poo. And I'll be like, bring me on your show. I'll show you what a Rudy Poo talked about. Then I'll respond to that. <laughs> All right, shout out to uh, where we at here. I got to break Joe off, man. Look, man, I'm just going to have to pay the five racks, 10 racks, 15 racks to just go ahead and have somebody legitimately diss me. I don't mean to put people down, but that's what I'm only. Shout out to U.S. Army Retire says, Coach, you are correct again. A 69-year-old and a 90-year-old woman continues to fail in marriages and relationships, but they are waiting for Mr. Wright. She's 69 and getting married. All right, uh, shout out to you. DJ B Fit says all the celeb divorces are initiated by the woman. Now, Keenan is going to be the exception to the rule. This is why, this is why we're actually going to look at it as what it might be instead of what they're portraying it to be. Okay. And here it is right here. Keenan Thompson, wife did him dirty, and I say it as a question. Maybe she did do him dirty. Let's go ahead and see if we can talk about this gossip here. Wait a minute. Almost shut down the whole show. <laughs> All right, hold on for a second. Press the wrong button. Here it is right here. Keenan divorce. Uh, we talked about that. I think I covered this divorce in which they kind of just said, we've been separated for a long time and we're just going to make, make it official. And if you don't know Keenan, he's not considered what many people would consider an alpha male or even a pookie. He's kind of like the good guy. And uh, let's see if we can pull up a picture of his wife, of him wife. Nope, nope, nope. That's not it. Let's go to this page right here. They, where where they at? Oh, it's on the thumbnail. It's on the thumbnail. Damn, where they at? Anyway, his wife, I believe, is a Latina chick. And he put a couple of babies in her. And he was the good guy. He was the guy that uh, took over the leftovers, essentially. But now after their divorce was announced, and they're, they've been said they were separated. She is now dating his co-star, which I don't know that person. I don't know the person that's the co-star. He looks kind of familiar, but I'm going to just say I don't know him. But she's now dating him openly. I got to pull a picture up of this woman. <laughs> I got to pull a picture up. Oh, here they are right here. I did have a picture up. I knew I had one. This is her right here. And... um. She looks Latina. She looks Latina. Christina is her name, so that's probably somewhat Latina. And um, she looks like, um, you know, every chick in Southern California. I'm just, mm. you know what I mean? Like, okay. She looks like every chick in Southern California. She's got a tattoo on her arm on the inside, which is a discreet tattoo. Is a dead giveaway of a 304 phase lived and potentially some emotional damage. This is just an assumption that I make. But it says right here, a strange wife, uh, Keenan files from divorce from her. This is where the conflict's going to come in. Now, he's saying he's cool with the arrangement of her jumping on the co-worker's salami, which I'm going to say not so much. I think he's saving face. Keenan, if you're watching, I think you're saving face. Says right here, moving on, Chris Reed is reportedly dating Keenan Thompson's ex-wife. There's got to be more options for, for her to date than the ex-husband's uh, friend or co-worker. 
I mean, that's some that's pretty shady. And it will lead you to believe that there was something else going on. Sources close to the Saturday Night Live co-star revealed that Keenan's ex-wife, Christina Evangeline, is in a relationship with Chris. Okay. Who does this? All right. It says right here, sources told TMZ that the new couple became official last year. Last year. But Keenan filed for divorce in June of 2022, or at least it became aware that he filed for divorce, but they did admit that they had been split since May. They've been split since May. All right, let me see here. Were they split longer than this? They potentially were split. That's what I remember reporting. There she is right there, if y'all want to see. Can y'all see her? Yeah, there she is right there. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Latinas are dangerous, bro. Latinas are dangerous. You play it with a pipe bomb. You got to get them when they young, bro. And she better love you long time, man. She better have, she better know how to cook and throw down in that kitchen because once they hit 27, bro, it could get real, real ugly. Okay. And brothers be proud as hell. Anyway, <laughs> we got to talk about y'all brothers. We got to talk about y'all brothers, man. Y'all be proud as hell walking. Around. Anyway, not everybody has to be a model. Everybody can be beautiful coach just because she got a little bit of excess and she's a mother. It's baby fat. All the blue pillars are just barking right now. Bark! Coach, she can be beautiful. Bark! She can be beautiful at every size. Bark! All right, hold on for a second. Says the new couple became official last year. The insiders also confirmed that there were no overlap or cheating when the relationship started. Mm. No. That's no, 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 no. This is why you don't engage in this type of relationship. The outlet reported that Keenan was, quote, aware of his ex's romance with Chris, and he has no hard feelings. Of course, he doesn't. He's apparently moved on and isn't is happily dating other people. Yes, uh, Keenan is in the straight. He don't care about that broad, but at least he's putting on a public face. But TMZ also added that the couple has known each other for a while and are on good terms with Chris co-starred in uh, Keenan's self-titled NBA, NBA sitcom, NBC sitcom. And it says right here, Christina has known each other. Wait a minute. How is Christina has known each other? You mean Christina and Chris has known each other for six years with things staying very respectful between them? Where's Shannon Sharp clip? Mm, 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 mm. No. Nope. Absolutely not. All right. This is not true. So they're saying there was no overlap. There was no cheating. Keenan filed for the divorce. She immediately says she's in a relationship. And the relationship started last year. It started last year. And now they were known each other for six years. That's going to be a fat no. Now, the reason why potentially Keenan might be hiding this is because the, the public doesn't care when women do stuff like this. They're going to say, well, he was cheating on her. He must have did something to her. He pushed her. He pushed her into his arms and all of these crazy blue pill bark, bark, responses to it. And Keenan knows it's, no, it's a no win to even make it an issue. Keenan about making his money. He already done paid her off. He's already going to be paying child support for the kids because he has a three-year-old 
he might want to do a DNA test on, on them kids. He might want to do DNA tests on all them babies. I need to get that clip from Old Dirty Bastard. Old Dirty Bastard once said that on the MTV show where he had all these women and he was on the phone arguing with one of his women. And he was like, and I'm on DNA tests on all of them babies. DNA tests. Because Chris was in the picture for both kids. Uh-oh. He might want to DNA test us on both of them kids. Chris was in the picture for the previous six years. And they were just friends. But you say he's just a friend. And now all of a sudden they're in a relationship together, son. And Keenan's patching it up. This sounds like some Warren Wayne Brady shit right here. This sounds like some Wayne Brady shit. What? What the hell? Wait. I'm a baby. Do you see what relationship people go through? Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Fake relationships. To me, this proves what I talk about. You normies don't have nothing else better to do with your time. And you waste it trying to make relationships work. And all along, you're in a fake relationship. How many times do we have to prove this? This? Who's going to call this a relationship? No, there was no overlap. And I went with the coworker, And I knew him for six years, but... There was no overlap, and I had two kids, but I knew him the whole time. We were in a relationship last year, but I didn't get a divorce until this year, but we were separated for 15. Who believes this? Who, who goes around believing shit like this? This is absolutely reprehensible. Well, there was actually no overlap. Remember I tell you about overlap? Remember I tell you you're piping out, you're dating a new woman, and she has her ex and the boyfriend, uh, ex-boyfriend in the, the background. She's still going Rosky on him. She's still having sex with him, even though they're broken up. I've given and showed you proof of that. And then you're taking her out on date number one and number two. And she's like, oh, let's wait a while before it's too late. Let's wait a while before we go too far. She's still dating. She's got a rotation of men. You're doing the same thing if you are Chad and Tyrone. I'm just saying, men aren't immune to this. But then you get into a relationship with, the, with her, and she got to call off all her hoes. She got to call off the ex. We can't sleep in together anymore. And if we do, we got to use protection because I think I'm going to go start going Rosky with my new guy. I got a relationship now. The ex call her up. Oh, are we on for Monday? We're normally on for Monday. She was like, uh, I'm in a relationship now. Uh, what? When did that happen? Do I used to have a girl. I used to have a girl that I used to call Miss Monday Night. Every Monday night for about a year and a half, two years, just go over there, walk in the door, grab her by the scruff of her neck, throw her in there, start freaking her. Freak me, baby, baby. Freak me. All of that. And every Monday night, she was Miss Dependable. Now, she wanted more and wanted a relationship, and I was like, nah, baby, nah. You miss Monday night. Just stay right there. So, all we used to do is confirm. See you this Monday. And it'll be, yes, that's all we used to do. We didn't used to talk, nothing like that. All we used to do is confirm. I'll see you this Monday night. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you, I'll see you this evening. I'll see you. And it was almost always a yes. Yep. Now, one Monday night, I confirm. Or, or, or one Sunday night, I confirm. Hey, Miss Monday night, are we on? Dude, she got all she got all sideways with my ass. <laughs> she was like, I'm in a relationship now. Mm. Now, let me just let y'all know 
the previous Monday night. Roski. <laughs> I was previously in the previous Monday. Ten toes were up. Ten toes up. Toes and feet all the way in. Toes curled. Face in pillow. <laughs> Digging out. Pure, unadulterated Roski. <laughs> Kids swimming like this. Kids doing the backstrokes in their guts. Like. <laughs> That was the previous Monday night. This woman said the next Sunday, by Sunday, on a confirmation. Why is nobody uh, deleting these people? All right, there we go. We, the next Sunday night, she's in a relationship. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, wait, hold up for a second. Hold up. How the hell you get in a relationship in six days? In six days, you're in a relationship. Please tell me how this happened. Tell me how this happened. Well, there's the overlap. There's the overlap. While I was having her probably for the previous three or four Mondays, she was dating. Now, I wasn't offended. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, well, you'll probably break up and you'll be calling me again. I'll give you about six weeks to six months. That's basically how I treated it. But what happened was, while I was there, she was actually dating guys and going out on dates and trying to get a relationship and saying this and that and met, let, let's wait a while before it's too late. Let's wait a while before things go too far. I don't want to rush. I want to make sure you're interested in me. I want to make sure everything's right before I commit. Do you want to make a commitment? How do you get a guy to commit that fast? That mean the dude was in the background the whole time. He might have been trying to experiment, go Roski. He might have been experimenting. She was like, you got to wear a condom. I'm not that type of girl. I don't move this fast. Make sure you protect yourself. Me, the Monday night. And then all of a sudden, she got the nerve to be, uh, I'm in a relationship now. Six days. <laughs> I'm just telling you. This is actually crazy, and a lot of many, many women do this. When once you release yourself from the blue pill life and you go to the dark side, I'm gonna just let y'all know. <laughs> once you go to the dark side, you can't unsee it. Because once you don't commit and you push the envelope and you just be like, you just miss Monday night. I'll just see you, you casual and occasional. I'll just see you when I see you. Nah, you ain't getting no damn Taco Bell. You ain't getting the damn thing for me. And you just know how to press her the right way. You'll see, you'll never unsee it again. Women are never single. They always got somebody in the background, uh, some spyware running and operating. They're always kind of overlapping things. You'll never unsee it. And I can never again, and listen, it just hasn't been one woman I've done this with. It's been several. And I've been a, nope, you ain't getting no commitment. Nope, nope, nope. And then eventually there will lint. Okay, all right. And then you're smashing it. And then eventually the next week, I'm in a relationship. You're like, what? <laughs> How are you in a relationship? I was just with you two days ago. I actually saw that. Remember I told you about the other girl I was with, the neighbor? All right, the Orange County blonde. She's Orange County blonde, both ons and all that. 
I was treating her the same way. I was like, nah, 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 nah. She's like, me, you're making my, you're making my head go weird. I, I want you. We should be in a relationship. We should be in a commitment. I was like, nah, nah, nah. I was brushing her. I was giving her the brush off. I was like, Mr. Red Pill. Nah, 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 nah. And she was giving it to me until I told her, nah, the last time. She's like, okay. Next day I pull up. It's a dude out there filing his nails like this in line, waiting, waiting for her. He was like, I'm the next up ninja. And it was a dude I previously saw and was aware of. She introduced me to that dude. And she basically introduced me. And the way, it was the same nightclub I went to with the lawyer, which was weird. We're in there. She was like, come to this thing with me. She wanted me to go with her. I met all her friends. All her friends was like, he's the one, huh? He's the one hitting them guts. And she introduced me to a guy. She was like, he's one of my clients. <laughs> And then later on that day, oh, he kind of, he kind of, um, he kind of wants to be with me, but nah. So she basically said, two bulls in the ring. Let's put two bulls in the ring. She put the two bulls in the ring. He was mad dogging me the whole time. All right. And I, I was unaware because I was the one, I was in the ring. I was in the driver's seat. And she probably, she put us together. And then later on, she kept pushing and pushing and pushing. I was like, nah. Next day, he was in line like this, filing his nails. He was like, mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I was driving by like, it's like, yeah, that ninja is in line waiting at her door. So, um, dude, it's, once you see it, you can't unsee it. He says, culture was the side chick. One, well, it doesn't matter. The guy, by the way, this dude, the, the next dude was wealthy. Like, he was wealthy. He was a business owner. He drove a Lamborghini and a Maserati. <laughs> like, I mean, not saying a Maserati makes you rich, but he drove a Lambo and a Maserati. I was pulling up in my 5 C Series Beamer. <laughs> I was in my 5. Th this is Orange County, by the way. And when you play ball in Orange County, be ready. Them women are apex predators. They got dudes, rich dudes waiting in line. And he wasn't that much older than me. And he was a... um. What was his ethnicity? He was um not Muslim. What how can I describe it? He was Middle Eastern or Persian. He was either Persian or Middle Eastern. Okay. I was the black guy. She was a white uh Orange County chick. And he had a Lambo. He had a big, he had a house. He had a house. I'm in an apartment <laughs> with my kids part-time. And um, he was Persian and he had a Lambo and he drive up in a Maserati. His last look. Every time I knew he was smashing her guts because he would leave early in the morning and he would start that Lambo up. Room, and it's not like an airplane starting up. <laughs> and it'd be like 5.30, 6.30 in the morning. He done tipped out, beat up the guts. He'd start that Lambo up. Room. <laughs> I would be like, God damn, I'll go out and look outside the window. Oh, damn, he must have been smashing it. And she was a freak too, by the way. She's one of those guys. She's one of those women. She cannot go without sex. So mean, meaning if you're not giving it to her, she's giving it to somebody. She's not one of those that she's like, I'm so sexual. I got to have it. And that she's only going to wait for you to be around giving it to her. If you ain't piping it, she's going to find somebody to pipe it. She was very hyper aggressive. Anyway. Yeah, I was the pookie. I was the pookie in that situation. And she and since then, we've been good friends. She knows I talk about her on the show. And um, and um, 
every now and then she's the I see her two or three times a year. She come over. She's like, my sugar daddies aren't taking care of me. And she says, to wrap you in my warm embrace and I make it last forever. Yes, babe. I catch a glimpse of heaven when you let me wrap you in. Yeah, she's a yeah. Oh, she's a church girl and everything. She went to the she went to the mega church. She dude, the total, total blue pill phony. Like she go to church and she be with her family and I'll be like, dude, I see the red pill side of her. I see the real life. Remember, everybody lives a fake life. And then when you see their real life, you be like, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, if you only knew that girl, there's dude, there's betas at church. This dude, there's betas at church. She's one of these. She's like, I can't date guys at my church. And I'm like, why? She's like, they're too beta. She wants rich dudes or pookies or that's what she wants. But she'd be in church all dressed in her cardigan sweater. Uh, the, the little phony mega church rock band comes out like they ain't been doing shows at the uh, bars and nightclubs the night before. Now they at the church band playing Christian rock. And she's up in there. <laughs> Faker than the damn three dollar bill. But once you on the dark side, you can't unsee it. I gotta, I gotta move on. I'm, I'm gonna talk about fake relationships real quick. All right. Anyway, enough about Keenan and Kale. Let's talk about signs you're in a fake relationship real briefly. Then I'll get to the contributors to the day show. Uh, why do people engage in fake relationships? We'll talk about these things uh, because people don't have anything else to do with their lives, and so they're like, "I'll waste my life with you." <laughs> be like this and that's you look look fake relationship you see them all on facebook these people post images on instagram and facebook and then they be breaking up and getting divorced the whole time and then that person will be like he was cheating on me the entire time he was beating me up the entire time you're like what <laughs> let me go back to your timeline and look at all of the pictures you looking all happy in they're not really happy and so you don't have nothing else to do with your time. So you go engage in a fake relationship. How do you define a fake relationship? From the outside looking in, a fake relationship looks like any other happy couple in love. But on the inside, something just isn't right. When you're in a fake relationship, you will be able to feel it. Maybe not right away, but eventually you'll start to sense the telltale signs that your partner isn't invested in your relationship as you thought. Let's quickly go through the 20 signs of a fake relationship. Number one, they're comfortable, not in love. This can go for both men and women. Most people, I say they're not in love with you. I say they have an attachment to you. They're a parasite. They're using you. They're manipulating you. They're saying they're loving you, but they're comfortable. And this is indicative of a hopeless romantic. A hopeless romantic is about romancing. They can never be seen as single because they feel like a failure. So as long as they have somebody and it's long term, they cannot be. they might not even be freaking each other, right? But as long as they can say, here's my Sunday brunch, here's my fiance, here's my boyfriend, they have comfort in the relationship. They don't have love. They may say they're in love because they have some sort of loyalty or time invested, but they're just comfortable. They're not putting their best foot forward and they're doing everything a relationship should do. Oh, this is what people in relationships do. That, that's not a relationship. That's a fake relationship. Um, they're doing things because they want to be seen on social media that, and happy. Look at, I got my mate. This is male or female. 
you don't got no relationship. All you do are you're just sharing time. Uh, next one, you lack emotional intimacy. Okay. Uh, this typically happens in almost any long-term relationship. The intimacy emotionally does wane, if not goes away altogether. I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. Next one, the relationship feels shallow. Enough said. Number four, you're changing to accommodate your partner. This is when a person says, male or female, once they get out of the relationship, oh, I can finally be me. I lost myself in the relationship. I don't even know who I was in the relationship. When a person says that, that means they were faking it for a long time. How long were you faking it? How long were you lost in the relationship? How long were you conforming to that person before you realize, oh, now? So in essence, there's been a great part of the relationship that was fake. If a person says that at any point of their breakup and thereafter, they were in a fake relationship, mm. period. Uh, number five, you're always, you're always the one initiating things. That goes for the woman always initiating the text messages to the man always initiating sex or not initiating either or you can flip that. If you feel like you're the always one to start something and the other one person is not initiating, they're in a fake relationship. All right. Anyway, uh, number six, the relationship consistently uh, constantly feels like it's ending. Again, a lot of people break up to make up. Uh, we, we tell you these stories or we were broken up or we got back together. Miguel did that. They broke up. They got back together. They tried to make it work. Oh, you were always teetering on breaking up. And dude, how many people are in relationships like that? All the time, that's that bullshit. All right, fake relationship. Next, you don't put each other first. I'm not even going to go into that. Number eight, you can't rely on them. Okay, that means there's somebody else. Number nine, the relationship lacks, lacks depth. Ten, their words are worthless. Okay, so this is going to go into marriages as well where you'll be telling your wife, oh, I love you. You're so attractive. Even though you gain weight and you got that body weight on you and that baby weight, um, you're still loving you. I'll love you to the end. Even if you die, I'll never find another partner. All of this bullshit. And those words are bouncing off of her like she's wearing Teflon. Now, somebody at her job, somebody at a nightclub, somebody at a bar or restaurant, one of her church friends is going to say, oh, girl, you look good. Look like you've been losing about two or three pounds. A guy can say that at her job. Oh, man. Ooh, it don't even look like you got two kids. It looked like you you fresh right out the box. Those words stick to her like glue. And she comes back and tells you, you never tell her you love her. You never tell her anything good. And then she comes back and tells you she eating up every word her male co-worker's telling you. That right there is an example on the male side of your words are worthless. This tends to happen in all human relationships. Even your child will go through this when you're a parent. Once they get about eight, they tired of hearing your damn voice. And whatever you say, you got to be like, hey, 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 <laughs> you know, before they get their damn attention because they tuned you out. Same thing. You can admit they, a woman could say this about a man. All right. It's all a human nature. And because our human nature is real and relationships are somewhat Mytho mythological we don't acknowledge that that is a natural form of a relationship so you'll fake a relationship and you'll still use this as an excuse well you don't tell me this and you haven't told me you love me in a long time he probably told you yesterday and it's worthless to you it means nothing to you because as human beings we can only listen to the same voice 
so long. Mm. All right. Anyway, next one. They are really into their social media. Big red flags. One of the reasons I really can't date anyone, honestly, because if I did and I the amount of time I spend on social media as a business, they wouldn't be able to handle it. They wouldn't be able to handle it. I spend a lot of time on it. And it's not just consuming. It's mostly producing. So they wouldn't be able to handle it. And it's a big part of my life. So that's going to be a monkey wrench in their relationship. Now, well, however, somebody that does it personally in their I sat next to two women that were when I was at the basketball yesterday, yesterday, and there were two black women and they were young. They were probably under under 30. And um, they were talking about some post and this and that. And one of the girl asks the other girl, did you see my post on this? Or she says, you saw that post on this. And the girl's like, mm, let me think. Oh, I did see you when you posted that about this. Man, please, man. Look, if there if you have women that are engaging like this in your conversations about did you see that post? Did you see that comment on my post? And you didn't like my post? Bruh, they're worthless. And then when they use you as social media fodder to make their lives look like it's good, it's a no-go. That's fake relationship. You didn't like my post. And who are you following? It looks like you like that person's post, but you're not liking my post. That's a person too consumed in social media on a personal level in which is going to disrupt your relationship. Anyway, let's go into number 12. You have no future plans. Okay. That's pretty much self-explanatory. It says right here, indifferences reign supreme. Oh, God, that's a big one. So, you know, um, most of the time, the longer you stay with somebody, it's pretty apparent that you're not compatible with them because you have, you're not equally yoked, as they say. You're not equally yoked. And you'll maintain the relationship with the person you're not equally yoked with. So you've got... Pretty much you're you become indifferent to the person because you know that there's no not going anything further and you're not on one accord, but you'll stay in the relationship just because you want to stay in the relationship. That's fake. You don't communicate. Who wants to communicate in the relationship? Jesus. All right. Anyway, uh, next, you haven't met each other's friends or family. That's an obvious one. The next one they put on a show for other people. Oh. They put on the show for other people. Yep. You might be the show yourself. You might be the show piece. Next one, they always seem bored. Oh, man, I can't be around bored people. I cannot be around bored people. And if you're not bored and you have something to do with yourself, well, then we'll just you'll just be in my concubine. But bored people are relentlessly distracting. Relentlessly distracting. When they're bored, they will distract you. For instance, um, if 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 um my life revolves around them and they're in the house. I'm doing a three-hour stream. Here her monkey ass gonna come right to the door to say something to distract me. She's gonna wanna get all of a sudden poke her little nose in the screen. Okay, or something like that. And why are you going so long? Why are you doing this? People are bored and most people are bored in life. All right, it's unfortunate. These are truths. I'm not trying to put people down. Most people are really bored in life. Okay, they are. Um, your relationship is only about sex. That's self-explanatory, all right? That's a fake relationship. Uh, that's not even a relationship. Uh, number 19, things are never easy. Oh, th that's a bad one. Even just having a communication is difficult. You are technically in a fake relationship. Number one, it should be somewhat easy, but everything's difficult. Everything's like pulling teeth. 
even if she's kind of combative, we'll just frame it in a relationship from male to woman. If she's kind of combative and everything's an argument, there's some women who live for arguments. They live for breakup and makeup sex. They real live for antagonizing you or they live for using you as some sort of fodder. Let me give you an ex explanation of this right here. Uh, when when she's around you, she's lovey-dovey. But when her friends come around, she makes fun of you. She humiliates you. Who has made you cry the most? Who has the nicest body? Who is the funniest? Who does your mom like the most? Who has cheated on you? <laughs> Who was the biggest liar? <laughs> Who was the best kisser? <laughs> Who do you think loved you the most? Have you ever been, and we've all been here, been in a relationship where I say, both of you guys, when you're together, you're on one accord, it's all good. But then when people show up, either one of you, you're snappy. You start, start taking snaps at the person. You start degrading them. You start humiliating them. And now you'll say, oh, it's just a joke and ha, ha, ha. Or you start over-talking them when you never would over-talk the other person when you when no one was around. All of a sudden, you cutting them off. All of a sudden, you do. These are all things that young people go through. And you're like, bruh, what is going on? And they, y'all, it's just jokes and all this and that. And they, they might say something to you that might be a snipe or will appeal to your self-esteem or to ruin your self-esteem to make themselves look better. And you're like, the hell? Uh, these are things that people go through in relationships, and you think you got a real relationship. That right there is indicative of a fake relationship. Those jokes should not be tolerated. You shouldn't tolerate those type of things. Neither one of the people should. If, if that is being done, you're in a fake relationship. Okay, period. All right, it's a passive-aggressive attack. It's a joke. And quotation marks and, oh, your ego can't handle it. And they'll even have these conversations in front of people. Oh, honey, it's just a joke. Oh, my God. you I hate when you get like this. Your ego can't handle it. And then all of a sudden, all the bullshit she's been wanting to say to you but can't when you're in private is now all of a sudden reeled out in front of everybody's ass in public. Or she might use you as so, on social media as a father, right, as a joke. And you're like, whoa. And then you're like, man, I'm just saying, man, do not bring this up in front of people. What's wrong with talking? And then they make you out to be the bad guy. And you're like, you just humiliated me. <laughs> like, what the? F or if you then, here's the part. If you then try to hold masculine frame and get aggressive with them, then the friends are going to be like, oh, my God. Damn, did he really say that to you? Wow. He's aggressive. He's a little insecure and controlling. He's a little dangerous. How dare him yell at you in front of your whole family and friends? Wow. He really killed the mood this evening. <laughs> you like, mm. man, what's up your rear end? Then she comes to the side in the kitchen. What's up your rear end? And this is Y'all literally were cuddled up together the whole night. No bullshit was going out. No bullshit. She brought up nothing, no attacks, no passive, nothing. Y'all were cuddled up. You were in her guts. And then the next day on Sunday brunch is this shit, right? It, it, guys, it's what people go through. Uh, last one, you have a gut feeling. 
Yeah, when you have a feeling, a funny feeling, just go ahead and skedaddle. Right? Yeah, him a verbally abusive. Does he normally verbally abuse you like that? Does he normally just snap like that? Is he normally that aggressive? Is he normally this insecure and controlling? Wow, you really know how to pick him, Sally. You need to watch out for that. And then she says, yes, he's kind of he's kind of verbally abusive against me. Girl, you need to take pictures. Has he ever hit you? Has he ever beat you? <laughs> You're like, what? He has put his hands on me from time to time. And though, so next time, girl, next time he does, just call 911 a couple times and take some pictures. Matter of fact, I got some makeup kit. I got a makeup kit. I can actually paint you up to look like you've been an abuse victim. You might need this later on in life. People think I make this shit up, but this happens on a regular basis. You're in a fake relationship. Let's get to the contributions, man. Thank you for these supporting of today's show. Anybody that says I'm lying, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I know that's Mark. That's the next thing you have to say. Who hurt you, Mark? Right. It is what it is. You can deny, deny, deny all you want. You guys deal with this bull. Don't tell me you don't. Don't tell me you never have. All right. Tell me you never have. All right. Shout out to Mr. DJ Tripp. He says, hey, coach, do you remember when you covered Vivica Fox when she spoke on marriage? She mentioned she wanted to get it over with. Yes, I do. He says, having the experience of being married, she said, it's just every girl's dream to be married one day. It could have been the same thing for Miguel's case. This is the worst. This is worse than the starter husband. Yep. She got it out. Of, she got it out of the way. She was like, okay, I've been married before. And marriage is just to be safe uh, here. Marriage is not what it's cracked up to be. Whatever you have it in your brain, it's probably not going to turn out like you believe. This is just a reality. Doesn't mean it's not going to be good. It's not what you think it is as a male and as a female. I'm not speaking as I can't speak for women, but as a male, let me tell you, it's not what it's cracked up to be. But it can be worthwhile to you. It can be worthwhile to you if both of you guys make it. But if you think this shit is going to be a forever romance and y'all going to be fornicating with each other and she's just going to be available for sex and you just going to pluck her out. And then you think he's just going to clean up after himself and be your damn um, be your damn slave. When he previously wasn't, y'all both about to be have a rude awakening. <laughs> it's about it's about to be none of that. As Chris Rock said, you're either married or bored or single and lonely. There's no happiness nowhere. You're bored as hell when you're married. It's like watching paint dry. And you're with this person 50. I mean, you're with this person 24, 7, 365. 24 7. I'm trying to get busy, but I won't let him. Um, it's boring. It's boring. It's a snooze fest. It's a snooze fest. It ain't exciting. Well, you can make it exciting. Bark, bark. You gotta make it exciting. You gotta reignite the spark. Bark. It can be exciting. Honey, am I exciting? Yes, honey, you're very exciting. You're wonderful in marriage. We have fun all the time. Rehashing the same conversations over and over again. And talking about the same shit every day and watching the same goofy ass shows every day and me getting the same piece of peace leave occasionally. You just rolling over laying there like a dead fish to let me get my five pumps in. Oh, it's fantastic. 
You're wonderful, babe. You're wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the most wonderful lady in my life. You are the lady of my life. And then behind closed doors, he looking at your ass. Man, I hate this shit. I hate this shit. I got to run. Get me, get me out of this prison, man. You living a life. You get more ass than the toilet seat out here. In public, he'd be like, him sleep with young girls. Him sleep with young girls that are legal. And he goes down to college sororities and junior college campuses, and he'd be getting young girls. And then he'd be behind me with me, man. Hey, man, can you take me to the junior college one day? I'm like, man, you call me out. You call me out. Man, I'm tired of getting that same one. And she gaining weight by the pound by the minute. I want me some young, fine, firm, and fertile. I need me a young tender. Can you introduce me to some of your junior college girls? I was like, you call me a metaphile online. <laughs> now you want to come to the junior college, I see. All right, let me do this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Somebody said, somebody in the chat, well, you're doing it all wrong. If you're bored in your marriage, you're doing it all wrong. Marriage can be wonderful and exciting. It could be a thrill ride. It's like a roller coaster. There's loop-de-loops, there's curves, there's twists and turns, there's all of this stuff, and it takes off 100 miles an hour like the Superman ride at Magic Mountain. Are you kidding me? Marriage is fantastic. I love coming home to my husband, who's just sitting there like a lump of lard on the couch, and I love draping my big old fat married legs all over him and eating bonbons and ice cream, and we just rehash how wonderful of a time we live in. And then we would get together with our married friends and we talk about how wonderful marriage is. Aren't we so lucky to have what we have? I mean, it's exciting. We go to church all day on Sunday. And on Monday, I complain about him watching all that football on Sunday. And I tell him, you're not watching Monday Night Football today. We're going to communicate today. Mm. Oh, hell no. And you're not watching Tuesday nights. Whack football, Western Athletic Conference football. No, you ain't watching SEC on Wednesday. And you're not watching Mountain West football on, on Thursday. And you definitely ain't watching the Friday game. And you definitely ain't watching the Saturday all day Alabama playing Mississippi State. You ain't doing none of that. We're going to have some fun. We're going to the fair, the festival, and the farmer's market all in one. Oh, yeah. And we're going to the museum. And we're going to go to our niece's one-year-old birthday party where she's going to smush birthday cake all over her face. And we're going to have a fabulous time together. Absolutely. You can make marriage exciting. You can make marriage exciting. And the people who can't is that's because it's your fault. That's because it's your fault. Honey, aren't you excited in marriage? Yes, honey. I'm super excited. It's a fabulous time with you. I would not do it over. I'd pick you again. I'd pick you again even plumper. I would start off with you fatter than you are now. Yes. Mm. <laughs> All right. Let me stop. All right. Henry Resilient. I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Nate, bitch, shout out to you, man. Uh, let me see here. Uh, DJ B Fit says all the celeb divorces are initiated by women. Yep. Henry Resilient says, coach, get the, I don't even know you. How about this one? But Thanos says, I don't even know who you are. Soundbite for the haters, Thanos. You could not live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Back to me. Yeah, man. Uh, Rational Rationality says the episode Kel screwed Keenan's ex. I'm the pappy. Really? I'm the pappy. Oh, man. Don Juan says, not sure. I read Keenan's wife was a call girl. Mm. Uh, the industry is small, but that would not surprise me. 
this last thing that we're going to talk about today is going to show you the spectrum that women live on. Now, men live in the spectrum as well. Some men don't. Our spectrum is not as wide as other uh, as women tend to be. But we're going to show you what the spectrum was. If this is correct, uh, a lot of times industry girls do settle, right? They do find their way to settle, but then their true nature kicks in, their true hypergamous nature, if you will, that after a while, Keenan can't do it for her. And now she's got to go back out there and experience what she did before. So that might make sense, but I, I can't. I can't, I don't have the information to say that that's true. So I'm going to say allegedly. And men in the industry do marry call girls or former escorts and former Hooter waitresses. Yeah, former waitresses at, at Hooters. And dudes will wipe these girls up. Former uh, NFL and NBA cheerleaders. Not saying that those women are 304, but they're living a, they're working in the 304 industry, which means it's kind of like a model works in the 304 industry where she uses her body for money. that That's very suited and close to, if not uh, exactly prostitution, okay? Any escort, I'm, I'm sorry, any modeling agency engages in um, transaction transacting women. Essentially, um, they are moving, uh, what do they call it? That's what a model agency does. It's similar to an escort or a pimp agency. They're, they're doing the same thing. And people will, in our in our blur line worlds, we'll, we'll blur the lines. We'll be like, well, it's not exactly the same. Many times you can call up a model agency and get a woman that's an escort and get her to do escort activities. I'll send this girl over from the modeling agency. In, the, in, the, in New York, you could do that. <laughs> and it would be a um, Matter of fact, I actually have a story on this one. Maybe we'll talk about it this, this evening. Yeah, human trafficking is what I'm talking about. Yeah. And many of these women that work that's high in models, human traffic. There's stories of women who worked in the wrestling industry who were escorts on the side. There's a woman who was an Olympic runner who was an escort on the side. <laughs> so, I mean, look, they're kind of doing, they're, it's kind of like they're blurring the line, but we all segment it. Oh, it's just a model. She's not an escort. Please. <laughs> She's just an Instagram model. She doesn't work in prostitution. You think she makes money doing Instagramming? She does. Now they have only fanning, but she also. Stop. Where are we at here? But I'm waking some people up. But people don't know this stuff because you really don't want to know it because it would. Again, you'd realize that your life is a lie. But look into it. It's not hard information to find. I just didn't want to seek out information. But a lot of times you don't want to seek out information because it will make your life a lie. People like Giselle was doing what with billionaire who's? Allegedly. You mean Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera the whole time? Allegedly. We're doing what? With executive who? You mean Michael Jackson was getting done what to what? By who? <laughs> You mean this person worked in espionage as a spy, as a sex weapon against countries, and she was a music singer the whole time? Yes. Mm. It's, pretty, it's pretty well known. When they go over there to do a little concert and got paid a million dollars to do the concert, they came back to America and got debriefed by one of the alphabet agencies. This is no lie. It's well documented. 
And then you thought, oh man, they live in the life. They got paid to go do a private performance for the king of whatever country. And when they brought their ass back here, they got sat down. All right, tell us everything you know, or we gonna eliminate your whole family. <laughs> and here's a little bit of a kickback. Or before they went, they was like, where this microphone right here? You know what I mean? It's it's this is all well documented information. But in our world, you guys don't want to put these two and two together. They all just everything separated until you find out. Anyway. He said CGA woke is I'm not woke. The information is out there. Look, Marilyn Monroe. Oh, she's just a wonderful girl. We know what it was. But we want to think that she had this romance and married Joe DiMaggio and was a wonderful wife. And then she went and was fornicating with JFK and RFK, allegedly. And that Jackie Kennedy didn't know what the hell was going on. And that JFK was sneaking girls in private. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Stop this. But listen, live live the life you want to live. Live, live the life you want to live kind of clouded in this judgment. Well, maybe not so. This is all rumor and innuendo. <laughs> oh, man. But I kind of read stuff, and I know what stuff goes on, man. The normies are going nuts right now. This is not conspiracy either. Just so people wouldn't know, this is, has nothing. This is all information that you can look up. Uh, if, if you want a reference to a singer going over to perform espionage, look no further than Josephine Baker. Look no further than the the woman that I keep forgetting her name. The woman that was um, the first cook on the on the television. They were known to do espionage. Look up Ling Ling or Fang Fang with the with the um, the California represent representative, whatever his name is. It's all right. Julia Child. Look up Julia Child. Julia Child was a known espionage in World War II, and she on the cooking channel. Oh, everybody. Mooney, mooney, moo. I'm going to cook up muffins and bread. She doing espionage, getting clapped. Mm. It's all right there. <laughs> anyway. And if people are like, well, they don't, they did that long time ago. They don't do that now. These rappers uh, sitting around messing with them. This is Maybach music, chicks. Oh, this is Maybach music. It's Maybach music. You, wh what are these? <laughs> these girls are just models, Instagram models. They're, they don't have intel. They're not giving information outside. These are just girls. They're using them and they're not paying them. These girls are just groupies. And they sit in the studio all day long. Who was the woman? Sorry. Who was the woman? There was a woman I was listening to. And she was like, oh, I was, I think it was the Maybach music woman. But it was somebody else. And they were like, um, how did you get on that song? And they were like, oh, they just decided. We were in the studio together and she named several rappers. Known rappers. And she was like, we were just in the studio in there hanging out. <laughs> when was the last time somebody invited you to a studio to hang out. And do you think these women are just keeping their mouths zipped once they leave the studio? They telling all the business. Oh, we were just there hanging out and 
they were doing X, Y, and Z. I don't know. I didn't see nothing. I didn't do nothing. We were there for about 18 hours from about 1 a.m. until 1 a.m. the next year, uh, the next day. And they were like, why don't y'all get in the studio and talk? It's Maybach music. Mm. And it just came out like, come on, man. <laughs> and then when the shit hits the fan, who do they drag out? Let's get the girls who know information because brothers get around there loose lifted and they don't realize who they talking to and who their allegiances are to. Who might want to know this information? As a matter of fact, your boy, Tony Yayo, shout out to Tony Yayo. He used to say there's there's rap police. If you look up what happened, and this isn't conspiracy. If you look at what happened in the Notorious B.I.G. incident, there were people already investigating and telling him, and they knew kind of information as it was unfolding because they were following. This means to tell you that everybody around you and everybody that watches me don't have motives to support me. Many people who watch me are waiting for me to say something so they can make a video about it. I know this. I don't have 1,800 people supporting me on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. I got some hating ass ninjas and some spies and some women that were looking to try to get into. I got all of this going on and everybody does. I got somebody in YouTube right now watching my ass ready to push the button. <laughs> All right, what what's violation of the terms that he got this morning? Oh, he didn't do he didn't do none. I got private investigators that people have put on to me. I know this. I know that for a fact that they watching every single one of my streams, waiting for me to say X, Y, and Z. But it's what it is, and that's not paranoia. It is what it is. When you when you get a certain audience, that's what it is. I have media people watching me. I have politicians, potentially. I have celebrities. Look at my Instagram. I have celebrities watching me. Huh. And I get up here every day and I do my show. <laughs> I have ops watching me. I have people that would never acknowledge that they're watching me, watching me. I have women that are married watching me. I have skeezers watching me. <laughs> I have dudes that claim that uh, that they hate me. And hate everything I stand for watching me. And I have all of the supporters. Watching me, so it is what it is. <laughs> but it, that's how it goes that's just this goes with the territory with that being said that i'm talking about me and i ain't that big what happens to you when you get famous the people that are around you are not always they don't have your back even when it comes to women they come on come in there they might be working for the cartel undercover you don't know and they sitting up in there going Maybach music <laughs> oh i bet you he waxed that little model's ass well you don't know who she, who her allegiances align with I can guarantee you they don't align with you nine times out of 10. If you invite these type of people into your lives, their allegiances do not lie with you. All right. I'm giving y'all a little bit too much. Giving y'all a little bit too much. Shout out to Rational Rationality. Shout out to Don Juan. Uh, Rational Rationality says in college, we named a girl people watching. Because she used to be a little B, right? So I get it. He says she used to B job me and her Ultima at the Hobby Lobby and bop up to see if anyone saw. <laughs> oh, she used to B job you. And then, um, okay, wow. Interesting. Hmm. DJ B Fit says just got my passport, Coach Adams, about to head to Turkey for a few hair transplants. 
and dental work. Oh, wow. Next stop is the junior college in Brazil. Interesting. All right. Shout out to you and Joy. And shout out to Quentin says, I had to let go of my slow Tuesday after a year. She caught feelings and I allowed her to overstay her welcome. Yeah, man. Sometimes. Sometimes people overstay their their welcome. Where are we at here? Shout out to Dele. Dele says, hey, big bro coach, the divorce rate is actually higher than what is put out there. And I believe so too. We'll tell you what, we always tell you what the divorce rate is for normies means. It's just a ratio between who got divorced that year and who got married. It doesn't indicate how long people stayed married. <laughs> so when they say it's actually 40%, that's the normie divorce rate. And all they're doing is taking the ratio between who got married that year and who got divorced. That's all they do. And then they give you a 40% baseline. But it's actually, if you track each marriage lengthwise, it's way more than 40%. It's way more than 50%. All right, but anyway, he says, there are many people who are separated and haven't spoken to each other in years, but aren't divorced. This is true as well. The marriage failure of marriage is actually not 80%. It is more like 90%, which I indicated in my book, The Free Agent Lifestyle. I know several people that haven't seen their female spouse in years, but they are still legally married. And all of these incidences were the woman leaving. And if you knew these men, they are good men, but women still left them. Do not get married. Indeed. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. This is why I always say never judge a marriage. Never judge a divorce as being bad and never judge a marriage as being good. Just because a divorce happened doesn't mean it was all bad. They definitely got statistical failure, but don't look as a marriage as successful just because they're still together. If you just judge that alone, yes, the divorce rate is 40%. But if you know these people live in separate bedrooms, they don't talk to each other. Um, they've been married for 25 years and they just riding out time until they die. They don't want to leave for the kids. They're staying because they're too broke. They don't want to lose the house. One or two of them don't want to lose the house. I mean, come on. There's too many examples of this. But people will say that because you stay married, it's success. And that's not true. And you want to say divorce is failure. That's not true. All right. We just give people information here, though. Mr. Hardaway says a lot of times that Women, uh, a lot of times women find guys that they are thirsty for sex that that can get it. Wait, that get into a relationship with a woman within weeks without even properly vetting her. He's just a thirsty guy. He says, or you have a man out there, men out there that manipulated a woman by telling her what she wants to hear. There's a lot of guys that do that here, which I don't agree with. And she'll get into a relationship with With something, yeah, six. I can't, I don't know if there's missing punctuation there. They'll get into a relationship with, there's something missing there, with a guy that just wants to have sex with her a couple of times, then he dumps her, hence the pump and dump, which I don't agree with. I don't like guys that do that, but if that's how you get it, that's how you get it. So uh, younger women will say, hey, he said he loved me. He said he was going to do this and that. So guys will lead with manipulation like that. And then all that's going to do is mess up women. You guys got a lot of long-ass points here. <laughs> Caitlin Ferguson, Coach, you mentioned a good point. When it comes to ride or dies, men will feel more compelled to marry a woman who is with him before he got big. LeBron did it. Patrick Mahomes did it. And many others do it. So for Nazanin to divorce Miguel after 13 years long relationship doesn't make it more saddening for men. 
this is actually true as well. Men marry out of loyalty, but end up getting stabbed in the back, right? Oh, you were with me before I got famous. That doesn't mean it'll be more successful, but you'll reward her. And she will then feel like she was a part of your success. That's the problem with that. Then once you divorce her, indicating like that we use celebrity or big stories to frame this because we don't know everybody's story who are not celebrity. But the woman who married the guy who eventually became a billionaire oil tycoon, she ended up saying she worked in the company. And she's, as a wife, she was in the meetings as he got himself to billionaire status. So she wanted $3 billion in the divorce. And he said, no, I'm going to give you $999 million. And she turned the check down. And her the reason why she turned down $900 million check is because she said, I was a part of the success and rise of your oil fortune, which he's worth $6 billion, and I want $3 billion. Now, this is... <laughs> I have that story for you. I hopefully if I can pull it up and I don't want the computer to turn off, she turned down the $900 million check. And why? Because she says, no, I want 3 billion. I'm worth it because I sat in meetings. I sat on the phone. You know, we were having dinner. You took phone calls. I was there. I gave you suggestions about your business. And so, yeah, I, I'm going to turn that down. I'm worth more than that. Let me see here. Here it is right here. Harold Ham's ex-wife. Let's see right here. Harold Oil Tycoon. I give you these stories. I wish I knew everyone's story, but I can't. Oil Tycoon. Harold Ham's Harold Ham sent ex-wife a check for $975 million. She rejected it. She's like, nope. Nope. She's like, nah. Hell to the nah. <laughs> and there's the copy of the check. Nine, and he wrote it out because he wrote this out. He knew she wasn't about to cast that damn check. But there's the check. He wrote her name on it, the date, the damn total. He wrote the whole damn long-ass written form of the number out and signed it. Now, she eventually cast the check. She eventually cashed it. But she was about to drag his ass. Nope, I want my $3 billion. Why? Yep, the attorneys told her to decline it because the attorneys are like, nah, man, I ain't getting my cut. You see this? He said it's 77 cents. This is how disgusting people get in divorces. And especially when you hire lawyers, this is how disgusting people get. This is how selfish people get. I mean, come on, man. I mean, look, could she get $3 billion? Yes, but what's wrong with $975 million? I could take that and walk. I'll deal with that. Okay, whatever. Let's let bygones be bygones. And you know what? She could have actually ran more game on him by being cooperative in this period. Okay, I'll take the I'll take the one billion, but I'll hang around and I'll be nice to you. I'll fake friendship with you, and I'll surely definitely get more out of you. And he would have been glad. Okay, here's my ex-wife. I'll give you some money. Or <laughs> just give me just stay out of my hair. All right, we don't make these stories up. We show you that these people, this stuff is real. All right, I'm gonna do one more. Uh, um, Dr. Thunder says, not a hit on you, troll question, answer. All right, hold on for a second. It's not, a, I can't pull it up though because for some reason these places don't. Oh, it's the same video. It's the same video. The People got too much time on their hand. All right, same video like people been sending me. Uh, but congratulations to the guy 
All right, shout out to Deanne. Uh, let me see if I can say it. D'Angelo says, why does my landlord keep blowing up my phone? <laughs> Your rent's due, motherfucker. Yes, indeed. I, it took me a while, but I got it. All right, last story here of love. We spread love and information here. We don't spread hate, but we do educate men, and we do entertain you in the form of relationship tales from the street. I can only show you a small portion of this one. Small, small portion on this one. Let me see if I can share the screen. This is a woman. Uh, she's going to tell you a lot of things that I've told you. Not all women are like this, but they do operate somewhat in this spectrum. I can't even share this video. By, by the way, this video is on YouTube. And when I share videos like this, y'all, they get mad at me. You start trying to strike me down or telling me I'm sharing stuff that shouldn't be in the um in the um, terms and conditions of YouTube. Meanwhile, the video's on YouTube. Now, I'm not sharing the YouTube version of this, but I've seen this video on YouTube. But now I'm just sharing it from Worldstar. So fair use. But this video is on YouTube, and the information she says on here will get me reported for sharing it to you. <laughs> but the video exists big time on YouTube, and nobody says a damn thing. So anyway, i just like to get that out because y'all be like, oh, man, you sharing this video? It's on YouTube. Now, this looks like a sister, but I can tell she's a Latino, Latina, mainly from the Central American region, all right? And you'll get that really quick here. Um, she's a young woman, but let's hear what she has to say here. Fair use. How long How long you been uh, working on FIG? Um, on and off since I was like 17, I'm 22 now. Okay, let's just start off right now. <laughs> um, she said on and off. Since she was what? I'm not going to say the age, but you guys keep calling people metaphiles. I keep telling you these people get started way younger than you would actually want to know or admit. And I showed you the statistics. Many people get started in these. She just said when she got started working, she got started having sex way before that. And this is what people have to understand between the sexual dynamics between men and women. Women get started way younger. Not all. I gave you the statistics. By the time they hit 16 and 17, we at the 50% mark. Definitely by 18, you're at the 75% mark. Yet by, by college, freshman year in college is damn near all of them. Very, There's no more virgins by then. Many of them have been way more active than you would actually acknowledge or they would admit. And it actually doesn't benefit them to admit the truth on this one. You just got to find the truth in it. In these streets. By the way, this is a video that's on YouTube. So do, do not be mad at me for sharing this. This is on the tube already. And I don't want you to get them in trouble. I'm just saying that this is where it's already exists here. I'm not, I didn't bring this over to the platform. It already is here. So let's go ahead. She's now 22. She started at 17. So that gives her a good five years in the game. Five years in the game. And she's very relatively young. Uh, most men will say, oh, I can't date no 18 or 19, even though it would be legal. You would say, I'll go 23, 24. Well, they already five, six, seven, 10 years in the game. <laughs> they already been doing this, bro. They already been been broken in and broken down. They've been already what? What we would call it imprinted. By the time they hit 24, 25. But yours is like, oh, I'm just, what? Let's get let's continue here. You late to the game, but and some dudes are like, uh, no, nah, man, 30, 32, because you 50. Oh, 32. I can't go younger than but by the time she's 32, and you take the average age, 
16. That's 16 years she's been in the game. At minimum, or slightly minimum, at least we're talking 12 years. And it ain't 12 years. It's more like 14 years. And you thinking you get it fresh at 30, 32? Let's stop with this nonsense, okay? <laughs> 32 has been had a lot of time to fumble around and figure things out. And that's you. Continuing. Okay. And what got you into the life at 17? Um, The money, really. <laughs> I got money. Well, now, again, I have to preface that this video is already on YouTube. I'm not sharing anything that is not here already. We're just breaking this down. Now, she's young. She's talking about money. She's got rent to pay, right? All of this stuff. Your rent's due, mother. And she's going to be like, hey, man, I'm in it for the money. I mean, if you go to some of these other sites, that's, this is what they're doing. Your nieces, your neighbors, your sorority girlfriends, the cheerleading team. I mean, just go up and down. Continuing. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's pretty much it, just the money. I mean, at 17, what do you need money for? I mean, how you grow up, you know, everyone grows up differently. Sometimes. So you get her, you meet her around 26, 27, 28. You don't want to ask what her past was, but she's a baddie. You can start assuming what has happened from this point. If she's a single mom from this point, you can kind of make assumptions that she may have been reckless, young and dumb, as they say. Continuing. Sometimes growing up is hard, so. Okay. Uh, I just need the money to support myself. What about your parents? What do you know about your mom and dad? Um, I know both my parents. So we got somebody that knows both her parents. Let's hear what the relationship is. Um, I'm kind of like the black sheep of the family. So, so that's a red flag. Anything related to she was the black sheep. She was the outcast. She was the uh, free spirit. That's going to be a red flag later down the line. Okay. So if anything, those things, I'm just educating men. And somebody says she's ain't a, she ain't a victim. She's actually indicating choice here. Now she might change it up because she's gonna say, I don't I didn't want to make that choice. I was young and dumb, or I was victimized later. It was somebody Jermaine's fault. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. And then she's gonna say, I can marry you, I'll be a good wife. And she'd be a good looking piece of arm candy, that's for sure. But as you can see, this is the choice that she's making, and it's purely out of economics. And a lot of people are making that choice today when you look at OnlyFans and Instagram and all these things here with the ability for them to do it easier. But then, then they try to transaction into a regular regular relationship when she's going to indicate when she thinks it's time to cash in. Let's continue. So I kind of just tend to do like my own thing. Uh, doing her own thing means she's a creeper. She does everything in secret so nobody can see it or expose it. Now she's on YouTube exposing it, but see right there it says YouTube. So don't say I did, I brought it here. She does everything in secret so as she can't not be judged by it. And this is because we judge women based on these things, unfortunately. I don't anymore. I basically say, well, how can I get in? I get in where I fit in. But unfortunately, society still judges them for being carnal. Continue. So um, they're in my life. They're very loving and supportive of everything that I do. 
but when it comes to this like i just leave them out of it because i don't want them to really um really have any like worries about me and shit so okay so this get like like she's presenting she has two loving parents they love her but she leaves them out of this indicating that on the spectrum this could be anybody's next door neighbor this could be the women that you know she's going to indicate where on the spectrum she is in her public persona so you're going to say this could be a woman you cold approach this could be a woman that you try to date and get in a relationship with you're going to say this is a person that goes to my college and she seems like a beautiful young woman with her life together and then you find out she's been on the spectrum let's go ahead and uh keep going how old are you i'm 22 22 mm -hmm. uh so did you finish school i did yeah I graduated high school in 2017 and then I went to college. All right. So there it is right there. She's definitely junior college. Uh, and she graduated high school, indicating that she was not some failure, some skeezer who that, that was just holding herself out through high school. She started in the game while she was in high school. And also, also, she's indicating that she did have college endeavors and they still do women like this that are doing this now. They have endeavors to be college professors and work in industries and be in the corporate. And then you'll be working alongside them in corporations. And this is their past. And you say, this beautiful girl came into our job. She works at my work, work desk. She works in the cubicle next to me. She's dressed in her human resources clothes. And you wouldn't even know that this was her past. Let's continue. Okay. Uh, what you go to college for? Nursing. Nursing. Yeah. Well, there we go. Nurses, that's going to be right there. Uh, the most popular career choice for women. Unfortunately, that career choice does land you at the number one thought profession because these people tend to live double lives. Nurses do. And they tend to be a little bit more, uh, I guess, free spirited enough to put themselves out there like that. So they do give nurses a bad name because women that do work like this do tend to tend to want to become nurses. I've actually had women, you know, they'll say, I don't want to kiss. I was a dental assistant, so I know how nasty mouths are. What? <laughs> you don't want to kiss because you've been seeing pretty woman. All right. But anyway, let's continue. Finish? I'm in school right now, still. She's still oh, in school. She's still, she's still in school. So this is a classmate, potentially. I'm just breaking this down. She's still in school. She's still one of your classmates. She still goes to the nightclub. She's still, but on her free time. Continuing. This just to supplement school or something? Yeah, it, it um, pays for school. It pays for, you know, the bills and stuff. And it pays really good. So. <laughs> um. So, guys, uh, you know, as you can see, she's definitely not. She's definitely made a choice. And she's in the spectrum. She's a family girl. She has both parents. She knows them. She has a healthy relationship with them. She goes to school in her part time. She sells a little bit. And men buy a little bit. What well, what's uh what are your rates? What are you charging for? Um, it depends. So like my base rate right now it's like 140. Okay, so 140 bucks you can get her soul. Now we're gonna end the video from there because it gets quite graphic. All right, it gets very graphic from there. And I don't want to be accused of sharing this type of material because this is a family show. But 140 bucks. Right there. Hold on for a second. I got money. And if you do the math, you do you do the math, she's gonna be have to be with four and five guys on two or three days and whatnot to be able to fill fit her budget. 
but you are wondering why this woman won't respond to you and return text messages. I text my classmate coach. I've been running text game on her and she is not responsive. Every time she responds to me it's somewhere in the odd hours of five in the morning, six 30 in the morning. And she says she has to get up and go to class. And she never responds to me after 8 PM from 8 PM to 6 AM. She's disappeared on me. I don't know what happened coach. I'm in a relationship with her, but she's somewhat secretive. And she says she's a free, free spirit. Come on, man. It is what it is. This is the world we live in. This is definitely a person that lives in the spectrum. She just doesn't live and die by collecting this money. Oh, I do want to share where she said she's going to uh, turn this life around. Let me see here. My parents are. Okay, so she's going to talk about her parents here. Let me see. She did say when she was going to give this all up and look for. And that's you. So now we're going to see that part. Let's see here. Let me see if I can put, put this up. Fair use. We're from Nicaragua and Panama. So she's from Nicaragua, Nicaragua, Nicaragua and Panama. And um, if you don't know, Central America definitely does have a lot, a lot of women who are darker, darker skin that do look that do come from African nations. Honduras is one of them. Nicaragua is one of them. Uh, parts of Mexico and Panama. All right. They do have an African culture and they do look African-American, but she's definitely a Latina. Um, my parents are from Nicaragua and Panama. Got you. Got you. Okay. Um, she know black poppy. She know black poppy. <laughs> she know black Dominican Republic, Cuba. There's a lot of Afro Latinas around, and she definitely would look like a light skinned sister, but she definitely is a Latina. Latina. How long do you plan to be in the life for? Not long. <laughs> Not long at all. Like. I don't want to be 30 and doing this. 30. 30. She says by 30. And that's you. Let's see how that lines up. Let's see how that lines up to what she just said, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to show you a clip. And I'm going to show you how that lines up to exactly what we tell men. Listen. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks, and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, a.k.a. nice guys, right? And that's you. I'm going to show you another one where that 30 lines up again with the spectrum. Let's show it. Let's, let's line this one up again. Okay. So this is for all of my single over 30 people. Is anybody else just over this hookup culture? I mean, I get it. I'm I'm online. I'm trying all these things. But like, what happened to romance? What happened to, you know, a little bit of chivalry? Whatever happened to all of the nice things that men used to do instead of everyone asking us, what are you doing? Can I come through? Is there any real men out there at all? I don't know. Help me out. I got one more. I got one more. 30. Remember 30. I'm like hotter than average. 
take the average. I'm hotter than average. I'm smarter than average. I'm funnier than average. I'm above, I'm an above average individual. I'm 33 and I look like young. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that I deserve an insanely rich guy. Hey, <laughs> I can't tell you what to do. All of a sudden around that late twenties, early thirties, it's the same mentality. I'll oh, stop all of this. <laughs> About late 20, early 30s. I deserve an insanely rich guy. At 30, I'll find the nice guy. What? And that's you. And then when we don't comply to them, we are wrong. When we don't accept this mystery life, but what happened between 16 and 30? And that's you. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Don't ask me what happened between 16 and 30. How dare you? What happened? It was the assholes and the jerks. How dare you? You're such a good man. How dare you? (laughs) All right. Anyway, wow. Let me get to the contributors again. All right. Thank you, man. The rent rent is due. Definitely is due. If you're behind on rent as of today, it's you're in trouble today. You get an eviction papers in about three or four days. Where are we at? El Jefe says some parents force their daughters into pros early by charging the kids rent. Crazy facts. So, yes, if you do that to your daughters, like if you have a daughter, you want to keep her as close as possible. Hopefully you have a good relationship with your ex or if you you're still married, you got to I say you either pay your finance your daughters now or finance them later in therapy after they've been getting wrecked. Now, if they operate in the spirit of rebellion, which many of them do then they're going to have to learn the hard way. And then they're going to be saying, and that's you. But yeah, if you start pushing your daughter, you need to get a job. You need to do this. Eventually, they're just going to go left. They're going to do what's easy. They're going to do that. I see young girls. They're operating traffic at the foot at the football games. They're they're doing um working at the soup plantation. And eventually somebody's going to get in their ear and be like, just go get naked. You can do this until 91. It's easier to do this. Go get a sugar daddy. There's how many girls on Twitter saying, I, I just need a sugar daddy now. My, my, a lot of people are saying this now. Uh, Albert Ingram says, this is why I don't feel sorry for men anymore. That's the same old story over and over. And men keep falling for the same traps. It's too easy. And as much as you want to talk about women manipulating men, I put the onus on men being manipulated. The blue pill. Mark. Same thing as I put the onus on um. You know, when if women get manipulated by men, it's your fault. The information is out here. G Hardaway, you should be able to find Orange County blondes in Las Vegas to a lesser caliber. I've been with uh, so many older freaks, white and black in Las Vegas. They be uh, they be on go. He says, like you said, if you don't perform when you see them. They will call someone else in your face. So you better put it down in the bedroom when you're dealing with them. And you better realize that you're sharing at some particular point, especially if you haven't locked it down. You're sharing. By the way, we do have washed up Orange County chicks here. Okay, washed. In comparison to Las Vegas, and I'm enjoying the Las Vegas fall. It's a little bit chilly in the morning. I'm loving it. And it's chilly in the evening. So, man, all that hot weather is gone. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. When it comes to looks, there might be people will be like Las Vegas girls are hot. The visitors are <laughs> the people visiting on the strip in the casino are hot. 
But in terms of the residents, no. Nope. There's not that many per capita. No. They washed. In general, washed. <laughs> People are like the hottest chicks. Las Vegas. I hear Las Vegas all the time. I'm like, where are you at in Las Vegas? They be washed, tattooed up. Nah, man. They be washed out and what? Weather beaten. Old, reformed. Gone. The residents are not hot per capita. You can go to the small area of Orange County and it's night and day. And you dealing with bust and and they think they're hot. They think they're hot for Las Vegas. But I'm moving when you come in from California or San Diego, you come in, you like these. Oh my God. I, I, I'm just blown away. I can't even, most people, I can't even, there's no good looking eye candy out here. And the only about place where you can find somebody somewhat decent is in Summerlin. Somewhat decent. You got to be hanging out at the Summerlin Mall. <laughs> you know what I mean? And even then, it's like hit or miss. Las Vegas do not have hot chicks here. Don't let nobody ever tell you. Unless they move from Kentucky. You move from Kentucky and you came to Las Vegas, then I might be like, okay, you upgraded. But if you came from New York or Chicago or something like that, Atlanta and California, and you landed in Las Vegas, you're going to be like, Lord. He said, Coach, dealing with real America. I know. I've been telling you. In real middle America, I'll be like, I, I show up to some of these places, man. Sorry, are we at the three-hour mark? We are. I show up to some places in America, and I'll be like, Phew. I'm like, this is what y'all deal with all the time. And these girls be thinking they nines and Tupelo. I'll be like, oh, my God. She a four-plus anywhere. A four plus. Anyway, people don't realize that. They're like, you just deal with type of women I don't like. Come out to any place. It's wow. All right. Shout out to Centaur Sam. He says, Coach, your live streams make me laugh more than any normie sitcom can. Oh, speaking of normie sitcoms, I appreciate you. Normie sitcoms are full of ha 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 jokes. That normies love. Oh my God. Did you did you hear what somebody said? Did you hear what the guy said on Friends and Seinfeld? That's normie content. They're gonna laugh at that. It ain't gonna be no side splitting ass laughter. All right. That's normie content. Oh, I loved it. Oh, let me tell you this joke from the office. Now that it's funny. It's not going to be not funny, but it ain't gonna be side splitting. That's normie content. <laughs> you want some side splitting stuff that teeters on the borderline of risky. That's what side splitting because you're like, oh my God, I can't believe you saying this. <laughs> you sniggling all in your office. You all got your headphones on. You just a sniggling. <laughs> That's non-normie content because you're teetering on the line. Comedians used to be able to do this, but now nobody wants to get canceled. All right, where are we at here? SAU says, Coach, what do you think will happen with the economy and women in 2023? Any advice? Um, oh, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. You're going to see more. I don't know if you guys have noticed on your social media, more and more people are going across into selling sex in some form or fashion, okay? I mean, it might not be directly, 
but they're doing some sort of booty shaking, titty wiggling and jiggling. I mean, it's 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 going off the rails now. I think it's what we what I call flooding the market. Let's finish up on super chats to where you flood the market and the price decreases. You also desensitize men. So a, a group of men might be in your comment section going, oh, girl, oh, look at that thing. It's sitting nice and high. Look at them titties. But he's also in 60 other women's content. So they're always going, they're, uh, women are going, I got all these men and potential customers and I should be making $60,000 a month on OnlyFans. Well, the simps that are giving you this, the comments, they're also following 60 to 100, if not 1,000 women just like you. And there's more and more each day. Just like when I say you on the members live chat, on the members live chat, I'm like every week there's a new group of women on here. You never going to run out of options here. So don't get stuck on one unless you just want to get stuck on that one. Because every week, soon as you have your rent's due, motherfucker. Here it comes. There's going to be another group and they're going to be another group of fresh new turnouts. <laughs> because the economy is getting weird. Shout out to. And they think, oh, this is going to be my savior. But eventually what's going they're going to realize is men got too many options out here. Why would I just be dealing with you, giving you an allowance, just giving you. Yep, even women that have husbands. I have actually showed you that. Women got husbands and they're doing content because it makes sense. And the husband finally says, look, I can't make all the bills. I showed you a man that said that. I'm tired of being the breadwinner. Go sell a little leg. I guess I, I'll deal with that. And they'll tell none of their suburban friends. They'll tell no, nobody at their church. Remember, there's a woman that was, um, she was a church pastor. And she was doing OnlyFans. I'm telling you, man, people, you normies don't want to hear this information. Let me see your pastor doing OnlyFans. And there was a Mormon chick. <laughs> there was a Mormon chick. They had to excommunicate her ass out. And she was like, the Lord told me to do it. <laughs> Hold up for a second. This is the world we live in. Okay. And the normie people ignore it, but I report it. Pastor turned OnlyFans scripper says prawn work has made her a better mom compared to her toxic church childhood. Hey, man, it's off the rip. It's off the rails, man. Hey, do not be mad. Y'all can't be mad at me. I don't know how y'all mad at me at this particular point. This is our world. New, 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 new world order. She said the Lord sent me here to do this. A flat back to Kaylee. Again, a suburban mom, a mom. A pastor. Where we at, y'all? And women are like, there's still some good women out here. Where they at? Like you all, we got the whole spectrum. We got 91-year-old women posing nude for Vogue. What, what are we doing, man? What are we doing? We can't continue to say that we're just bitter and hurt over here. What is going on? What part of the good woman is this? Stop. <laughs> the dark side, we're all on the dark side at this particular point. Or if you meet somebody and she's not 16, 17, 18, 19, and you don't get to watch her develop, okay? By the time she turned college age, she gone, bruh. By the time she turned college age, she's ready to turn it over. Damn. Oh. You don't want to be with nobody else but you, baby. Be quiet, okay, I'm trying to start them off. Shit. But you. You're 
Ain't nothing gonna break us up. And it's just look at my ass, ring. baby. That's the truth. The promise ring. Come on. she didn't even wrap her arms around that dude she left her little purse in her phone she was like all right come on man because i gotta get to the school and get stumped on the yard they're gonna stomp the yard with me and i'm ready to go in these streets. There's wives that are ready to go. There's wives that are ready to go back to the yard. Beautiful, I got a question. Yes, babe. If you weren't married to me, what you be doing right now? In these streets. You'll be in these what? <laughs> I believe the dude should be tied up in these streets. They ready to go, man. There's no more. There's no more keeping them. Yeah, I'm not trying to ruin you. I just trying to make you awake and aware. There's no more reeling it in anymore. Shout out to Quentin says, I had to let go of my slow Tuesday after a year. She caught feelings and I allowed her to stay overnight. Uh, I allowed her to overstay her welcome. Price is wrong. Yep. Don't do that. Again, I my recipe for friends with benefits is six weeks. In the first six weeks, whatever happens is her fault. If she catch feelings in those first six weeks and then she goes off the rails, it's her fault. After six weeks, it's your fault because you kept going in there and you kept putting your back and your knee into it and you kept delivering a good pipe and you kept getting it for free. If she starts slicing your tires and throwing bricks through your window and catching feelings and telling you to ultimatums and all of this stuff, it's your fault. Take the L. <laughs> so friends with benefits are fine for six weeks. After six weeks, you take on any accountability that has happened with that woman's mind. If her mind goes bad, it's your fault. If you got her leg shaking and she's squeezing you in the bed, there's a wet spot in the bed and you just keep hammering that down for a year, it's your fault. Take on anything, put sand in your gas tank. That's your fault. You should have just ditched her then. Six weeks. After six weeks, they gonna catch feelings. They're not equipped to just be friends with benefits and, and sneaky, sneaky links and all that stuff. They think they are, but they're not. At some particular point, they gonna, their mind going to go bad. <laughs> all right. Ra, Ra's out of terrible. He says, are you voting with the community? Oh, I got to pull up that video. He says, no voting, no fucking. Wow, is the new PSYOP slogan on the blacks using 304s and trans hit the buzzer, coach? I know somebody mm. has to have covered that. Sad is that they get men to join forces with them through their libido, particularly black men. Remember, get your booty to the pole, and they had strippers. Get your booty to the pole. They use the weakest part of the black man's uh, personality, which is his libido and his sense that he needs women to validate him. That's what they lean on during voting season or anything, just about anything, just about anything. They, that's what they sense to. And because you want to get it for free and you have a sense that you're a pimp or a player, then you'll go for it and fall for it. Typically, other dudes will just pay up. All right. Uh, I don't need to I don't need to align with you voting wise. But how much is it going to cost tonight? Mm. 
I got money. They'll just sit up there quiet as kept. All right. They ain't got to announce that they went, took their booty to the pole. All right. But they was there. <laughs> All right. Kevin, the software test. And they, they reeled this out a month before the election. Appealing to your sense of libido, right? The one thing that men uphold the most. Well, I'm a player. I'm a Mac. Do you have a job? Nope. <laughs> Do you have a career? Nope. Do you have a house? Nope. Do you live by yourself? Nope. Do you live with your mama? Yes. All right. But <laughs> you're not a player or a Mac then. You're, you're a low life. Anyway, shout out to Kevin. The software tester says, I discovered that Apple has a do-rag Momoji too. Wow. Tay B, y'all should be rolling around in y'all grades. Shout out to... Uh, all right, Tay B says, uh, am, I am I a gump for thinking about my soon-to-be ex-wife and almost trying to get her back? Haven't been taking my daily red pills. Yes, you are a gump. Look, when relationships end, let it go. Let it go. Let them go, man. Let them, hey, they belong to the world now. Go ahead and let them go. If you've broken up, what's the point of making up? You're just delaying the inevitable. And don't feel sorry for people when you break up. Let they ask go. They probably deserve it. So if you had a sense that you needed to break up or she broke up with you, there's 4.5 billion other women on the planet. I'll just take my chances. <laughs> Shout out to Simon Small in the building, man. This life is too short, man, to be messing around out here. This is no game. Y'all making this a game. And you're catching feelings out here. I'm a little bit more cold-blooded ice water in my veins, so I can do this, but it sounds like we're at the end of the contributions, man. So once again, I appreciate the contributions. I'm glad y'all just got paid and it's Friday night and we're going to wrap it up with AD Austin over on the PayPal. He says, last weekend I saw some rainbow people trying to sneak a 16-year-old boy into this bar and they didn't let him, but they tried and they're aggressive. And um, I'm not talking about their culture, but they will be the first ones to lower the age of consent. I mean, in, when you think about young women doing what they're doing on the Internet, it's not very hard material to find. The age of consent will be lowered, led by that group of people, and particularly because they will say that's a part of their culture. I actually heard a great radio station of a pro rainbow or alphabet soup organization pushing for that. And they were like, hey, people have to understand that's a part of our culture. So when you see San Francisco and Manhattan um, not, not prosecuting pros, meaning people that walk on the street, the reason why they put those laws or they actually don't prosecute them anymore is because the group of people that do this more openly than not are tend to be alphabet suit rainbow community. And by, by proxy, heterosexual people will be able to do it too. They got to loosen the laws up. But otherwise, they will be victims of being prosecuted and overwhelmingly, the courts will be filled up with that representation of group of people who keep breaking that law. They keep breaking that law. And so then eventually you, they're going to say, well, you're pro overly prosecuting trans or gay people when they're going to be like, hey, that, I mean, they're going to be it's going to be like 80, 20. And they're going to say you're targeting our group of people. So y'all need to do something. And so they'll loosen the law up. Now, by by other people who are going to benefit by proxy because then you're going to say, well, what's fair for them is fair for me. But that's kind of what's happening in those metropolises, New York, Manhattan and Los Angeles and San Francisco. All are loosening those laws related to that. 
and that's why. Period. If you want to know what's up, Coach Radamus has been on this 100%. People think the age of consent is going up to 22. It ain't. It go backwards, but it's going to go backwards before forward. And I just gave you the reason why. It's not for my own personal benefit, but that's why. And and the other result of that is then girls are going to end up going like this young girl that we showed you the video. She's like, I got started at 17. That's only going to push women to start younger. And then you're going to realize why they getting out of control. And you need to arrest the men that are doing. It's going to be a mess. This the world we live in. What's right is wrong or what's wrong is right. Don't try to make me the moral compass or you try to put your moral compass on me. The world's going a certain way and we've invited we've invited this in. We've invited this in to make everybody feel inclusive and the results of that is going to be things that you disagree with. How many times have you seen a woman be overwhelmingly voting Democrat and then she'll run out of the bathroom when a male, a biological male walks into the bathroom? And then she's on there on a video. This man walked into my bathroom. First thing I'm going to say is, who vote? Who did you vote for? That's the first thing I'm going to ask. Ma'am, who did you vote for? You better say Trump because if you say anything close to what I think you're going to say, which is going to be, hey, I told you to do Biden. You voted for that. <laughs> you voted. By 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 you supporting that, that's what came with the vote. So do not come running out of the bathroom or pandering to people, telling you, telling people you're uncomfortable with biological men in your bathroom. That's what you get because <laughs> that's what side of the people now. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but that's what you voted for. Same thing is when you vote for something to try to get this per portion off. You're also voting for potentially lowering of the age of consent for a group of people. And then by proxy, other people are going to take advantage of it. What do you want me to do? I got to get out of here, man. Shout out to the coach gang in the building. It is what it is. Let me make sure I clear the deck, man, because this is going to be a long ass show. That means it's going to be a short show. And I might go on later this evening, later than normal. Uh, let's see here. Let me see. Yep, I got everybody done. All right, shout out to the coach gang. New, 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 new and we out of here. You want to pay your bills? You want to pay rent? You want to get Starbucks? You better work, bitch. You want to get groceries? You want to feed your cats? You want to watch Netflix?